Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to another episode of the best way to spend two hours or so that doesn't result in public indecency charges. Talk until the joy is gone. My name is Rooney, and I am here, squinting into the bold orange light of Touching Year 3, ready to lead you all to chat-based enlightenment. And with me, as ever, is the whispering voice from the umber-hued shadows that asks if you want to read some articles with him. Reggie. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> you said whispering. <laughs> I know I'm, I, I talk quite softly, but I thought I'd go all in for that one. <laughs> I knew something was up when you started leaning yeah. towards the microphone with intent. <laughs> Everybody, every listener has now creeped out so much that they, they've paused and they'll come back next week. Yeah, right. that's it. That's it for this week. No more. <laughs> um. I was going to ask how your week is, but we've already done that off mic. So we have just, done that off mic. That has just, been discussed. Let's just move past that. Um, I see Cody had his jab this morning. He, he did. He took it like a man. Yeah, we finally got the, the this is obviously his COVID jab, yeah. guys, because um, they're now rolling it out to like under 12s and shit. And we got the message the other day and we've been trying to squeeze it in on a weekend where we're like, okay, well, if he gets it and feels shit afterwards, yeah, at least he's we can write off the rest yeah. of that day without anything. That's why we've done it today. Took him up there. Like he, he was telling us, he was like a little bit nervous. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting quite nervous. He's like, I'm not nervous enough to cry like that boy over there. There was a boy there in hysterics. Oh he was really? Probably about Cody's age, and his two brothers had already had it done and were waiting for him. And he was in just tears. in tears. Yeah. They took him in. He came out about two minutes later, and uh, he was still in hysterics. And his mum was like, well. The other two are getting donuts because they had their, their injections. You're not getting a donut because you didn't have it done. And I'm just like, oh, my. Yeah. Um, we went in and sort of he, he sat there and they're asking him questions. Like they, they asked him his date of birth and address like and that. stuff, which he knows half of his date of birth. He doesn't know the year. He knows the door number and the town, but not the street we live on. <laughs> um so they, they ask all his questions and then just like looks over at like asking Amy all the questions, like any allergies, any yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, as anyone will know if they've been and had it done, which I trust all of our listeners have that can. Um, and it's like, okay. So she was like, oh, okay. You're okay to go ahead with it. And we're like, yeah. And she's like, done. And the, like, honestly, she was like, she told him to, to look at Amy. Uh, and he looks over and she's like, done. And the boy didn't even twitch. Nothing. No recognition of the fact at all. And then he sort of looked around like, oh, okay. And I, okay. I don't think I've ever seen this level of pride on your face. <laughs> before unless you're talking about yourself this i was is, really worried he was just gonna be like yeah. like or be like a massive drama queen like his mum is with injections but no and then we got out got hands in the corridor and he was like that hurt like really indignant yeah. it's like, yeah. it like oh, did it sting didn't sting mummy yeah. that hurt oh wow that really hurt <laughs> it was like honestly mate because you're you got you take up fucking fucking playing poker yeah because just Totally, like, nothing. And we'd sort of do, do, do the 15-minute sit-there-and-wait sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely fine. <laughs> having a look at the little little tiny dot on his arm. Yeah, absolutely fine. I mean, Wait until you got out and there was no one else around. He was like, fuck that hurt. <laughs> fuck that hurt. I was, I was half expecting to. Jesus Christ, Daddy! Because <laughs> that's his favourite exclamation at the moment. Great. I was just, like, waiting for that in the fucking... Like, while he sat there being stabbed. I mean, shout out to the fucking nurse. Oh, yeah. Because it was just, like, literally done. Sounds like she uh, she injected him about as quick as Sweeney Todd shaves the first person. <laughs> yeah. In today's film, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, nice. That was a, that was a smooth nod to it. As soon as you said she was like, I was like, wow, a bit like Swingy Todd, isn't there? And the shaving today. We got, we got a lot of chat about. I say we got a lot of chat about that. We're going to have to make a lot of chat about that because yeah. neither of us have many notes on, on that. <laughs> we'll leave that till later. <laughs> we'll leave that till later. You got that to look forward to, guys. Well, I'll try and ride this positive wave. I, I take full responsibility for the latter part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about um, jabs and stuff, you said hopefully everyone's had their jabs. Yes, you would be shocked. <laughs> ah, yeah, there's a section missing of conversation and nothing untoward was said. Just forget it ever happened. I Moving s- swiftly along. What I actually said was, fuck you. I know you cut it out last time, but you can leave it in this time. What I normally do is I try to match with these girls that say, if you've never had a jab, and I say, i got something I can jab you with. Whee! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is already like... This is already a mess. <laughs> low energy, lackluster. <laughs> <laughs> All the good shit was talked about before we started recording. I, I was I was waiting for you to come back to me on last week's episode when you listened back to the edit. Yeah, because you left certain things in. I and, left certain things in. You to... said no, no, take this, take this bit and put it at the beginning, and yeah. then you never gave me the bit that I was supposed to cut out and put at the beginning. Yeah, and I, I didn't realise that until listening back to it, I was like, "Man's an idiot." I'm just going to leave this whole section in. I didn't re-listen <laughs> to that part until like Tuesday. <laughs> And then at that point, I was like, I have to do that when I go home. I'll, I'll send him a voice note <laughs> and I'll do it. And I didn't. So, um, do you want to do a belated one? Happy belated birthday, number nine. I know I did actually, you know, say happy birthday on Facebook, but here you go. Here's your official. Here's the official touching. Touching. Happy, happy birthday. We hope that a week ago you had a really good day. <laughs> <laughs> Next year. It'll be on a Thursday, so we'll we'll tell you the day before, don't we? Year three, year three for Touchig is looking at the fucking calendar. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, which reminds me, is it not? What day does this come out? Uh, This will come out on the is it the eighteenth? Yes, this will come out on Wednesday the eighteenth. Happy anniversary, Mister and Missus Vanilla. Boom! Look at that. See, that's what I'm talking about. I know we're calendars. Six, we're technically six days early, but <laughs> this is the one where it comes out before. So, happy anniversary, Mister and Missus Vanilla. I hope you have a fantastic day in six days' time. <laughs> we need to get a fucking an actual touching calendar that we can yeah. just refer to when we're making our selections for the episode, and not that she'll ever hear it. But happy birthday, Space Monkey Five or Number Five, Number Five. Not that she ever joined the cult, but, you know, or, or, or wanted to be a space monkey. <laughs> Happy birthday. Anyway. Happy birthday regardless. <laughs> your enforced cultism, yeah. your cultist uh, status. Oh, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, you could probably say to the person, hey, I've inducted you into a cult on your part, on your behalf. <laughs> I did. I told her. It was a long time ago, though. <laughs> it's a long, long time ago. A long time ago. So she'll be quite surprised oh, when the, five, uh, the right? invoice for 30% of her <laughs> earthly possessions comes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just send that to someone that the knows her and get them to pass it on for us. Get them to pass it on. We'll hire Seth Rogen to go around there and <laughs> serve her. Serve her with it. <laughs> Pineapple Express style. <laughs> um, right, let's move on. Um, um, yeah, I think the word of the day is lackluster, right? I don't know. I'm I'm feeling fairly enthused. Oh, start talking, then, because I can't think of anything to talk about. This is your part of the bloody episode. I know. This is where you bring the you bring the shit. That I we... know. I've got shit. I've got three parts to the intro, but we normally do more than like five minutes of this is lackluster before we get into it. I mean, we're at nine minutes, nine so we're minutes. all right. You know. <laughs> well, how has your week been? 
Because uh, you asked me, uh, and I'm not allowed to talk about mine, so... Yeah. NDAs. NDAs are all bitch. I, um, my week has been pretty rubbish, actually. Oh. <laughs> pretty goddamn rubbish. Oh, okay. Um, so... Did you, drive your car, did you reverse your car into your house again? No. <laughs> that was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Only Mr. and Mrs. Vanilla know it was me, and that's because they turned up and I couldn't. <laughs> they started a smashed house and the smashed car. <laughs> uh, is it more car woes? No, no, no. not car woes. No. Um, so I hung did, out. Wait, did you swipe right on my ex girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> because, ladies and gentlemen, my, my best friend in the world here <laughs> sent me a message the other day, which is a screenshot of my ex-girlfriend on a dating app asking whether he should swipe left or right. I just laughed, and I haven't heard there anything was, since. There was a laughing emoji next to it. It was obviously a joke. <laughs> like, come on, I saw what she did to you. <laughs> There's no way I'm opening the door for that. No, you know what you should have done? Plus, you should have swiped one right. day I'd still like to be friends with her brother. So, you know what I mean? That's you know, not... you should have just swiped right and, like, arranged to meet up somewhere. And then she just arrives, and then just me stood there. Hello, darling. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. <laughs> I've still got the black nail varnish. <laughs> no, um, because in order to match, she would have also had to swipe right on me. Oh, and she'd have taken one look and recognised And she hated you. me more than she hated you. She did, yeah, that's yeah. true. She hated me, that one. And I was always very nice to her until you two spell. up. I mean, so was I. <laughs> Did you fucking hate me? While you were two were together, I was always super respectful. <laughs> yeah. to, and then you split up and I didn't have anything to do. And then, about. yeah, the gloves were off. But um, I was always very nice. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I'm one of her best friends. I would I would still consider us friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I still talk to one I mean, of her friends. I, I don't talk to her anymore, but I would still still consider us friends. Like, if I bumped into her, I'd be nice. That reminds me, I should probably reply to her message on Instagram. <laughs> We were having a chat, and then she messaged, and I was like, "I'll reply to that in the morning." And that was about two. It's not just ago. me then mate, that gets that gets my. Oh off. god, you know, you know, no. yeah, you know what I'm like. Yeah, I, I'll reply to that. I, I'll, I'll be sat here doing something, and I'll see it pop up on my phone. I'm like, I'll respond to that in a minute. Uh, 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 three months or like three weeks later, you're like, "Never fucking messaged me. You ghosted me, you prick." And I'm like, "What? Oh yeah, no." <laughs> Yeah. It's it's not on purpose, guys. If if any of you are waiting for responses from me, I responded to a friend of mine on Facebook. He sent me a bunch of pictures over of a costume he's working on at the moment because he always sends it to me for feedback and stuff like that. And he sent it to me two weeks ago. <laughs> we were having a chat like back and forth, and then he sent it over, and then I went silent for like two weeks. And it was only this morning when I saw I still had the notification from him. I was like, "Shit, no, God, quick respond!" He <laughs> was like, "It's finished, motherfucker." <laughs> he's like, "I burnt the whole thing. You clearly didn't like yeah. it." <laughs> I just want your validation. I did like it. It's really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible. Talking of dating apps, I'm done. You're done with the dating apps? I, I've had my couple of months of pointless dates and, you know, <laughs> empty sex. And I've decided, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. I haven't had sex for months. It was very <laughs> empty sex. He was just wanking into a cup. Yeah. I've had my couple of months of uh, pointless dates and empty sex. And I've, I've decided that. I'm going to be celibate for a while. Just going to go with the celibacy angle, yeah. yeah it's, it's easier. I just sit back and I, I wait for someone to come to me. That's generally how my life works. I just, sit, you know, yeah. I just <laughs> sit back and do my own thing, and things just come to me. So I don't understand why on earth I thought I should get on these apps, but I'm going to get off them and just sit back and wait for 
Just sit back, get yourself an OnlyFans subscription. Go, go Pornhub Pro. Oh, don't, mate. You, the amount of fucking people, all the hot women on their maps, well, 95% of the hot women on their maps, right? They're all, like, no profile. It's just their Insta. And oh, then you go Jesus. on their Insta, and it's just a link to OnlyFans. <laughs> that is it. That, like, it's just pointing. The whole I might do that. I might set up a profile on there as, as a girl, which, again, I'll just link it to an Insta, which links to an OnlyFans. Yeah. And then they sign up to OnlyFans, and it's just pictures of my dirty old man feet. <laughs> what are you going to say my fucking prolapsed arsehole? This is my prolapsed anus. My fucking anal grapes just dangling. Oh, I know something we can talk about. <laughs> How fucking pointless and bullshit is Eurovision? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah, me neither. And because it's pointless and bullshit, it yeah. is the worst fucking thing. I think I watched like 20 minutes when Terry Wogan was still doing it and was just like, this is bullshit. I watched it. I mean, anybody a few that. years back? Anybody that even watches Eurovision, you've got to really. You <laughs> question your life choices. Question their mentality. <laughs> Do you think we'll screw in you? <laughs> I was going to say, hang on a minute. The, the 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 cultist chat was buzzing with fucking Eurovision last night. Yeah, we came second, didn't we? Yeah, to Ukraine. Sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, that was what, everyone knew won. Ukraine was going to win. Um, I mean, what the fuck is up with the world when the UK, who everybody fucking hates, how good was our song? I don't know because everyone fucking it. hates us. I don't know. Just all my social media last night was Eurovision stuff, and I was just like, ah, oh, check out because it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I was catching up on it this morning because I. I some like social media last night. Trolling aside, it's just again, it's not for me. Like, no, it's not. The songs classic. are always terrible. Yeah. It's always political. Terry Wogan's not on it anymore. So what really, what is the point of Eurovision? What is, fucking Australia are in it. Yeah. There's Australia and someone else who are quite clearly not part of Europe. No. But they're in Europe. I mean, I could get if it's is it Turkey? Because they're not part of... Oh, are they part of Europe now? I can't remember. Oh, no, so it's someone like anymore. that. They're, they're around that sort of area. And you're like, okay, you kind, you kind of border it. You're kind of almost an honorary member. Australia's on literally yeah, the, the side. opposite side of the globe. And yet they're in Eurovision. It's like, the fuck, man? I mean, aside from all the fucking criminals we sent out there, what are they out of... What the fuck have they ever... <laughs> what have they ever done for us? Well, they invented the rotary washing line. But huh? aside from that... They have a very beautiful country. I had a great time. Actually. I wouldn't know. It's for the things that want to kill you. It's kind of like going over at Bishopsfield. Oh, don't. <laughs> it's like walking around Bush Fair at night. Just for the oh, things that want to kill you. Oh, don't, man. Oh, do- oh, I can't. I don't know whether I should really talk about it. <gasps> what did you do? There's certain things that have happened in the past few weeks that I've seen. They've either happened to me or I've seen that make me think that this town is worse than we ever imagined. Oh, God, yeah. I keep seeing shit, and I'm but just I like, another stabbing? No, it doesn't happen in my town. If if I was to talk about it on the podcast, right, would that would that be snitching? Don't think I don't think so. I don't know. We're not on authority. I want, <laughs> no, I know, but, I, I, but there's... I could sit here and we'll turn the mic off. I could sit here and tell you, right? <laughs> yeah. None of these people are ever going to know yeah. that I told you. We can put it on a public podcast and, you know... No, my luck. Somebody <laughs> will find out. It'll turn out they're a big fan. Fuck it. So, a couple of weeks ago, I go out for my walk, right, to do my 10,000 steps. Do 10K steps, yeah. I go in a different direction to what I normally go in. Oh, that, that was your first mistake. Right? So, I go 
towards staple tire. So, yeah. you know, I go through that. <laughs> you there the night that I got bricked on the head? Yes. So I walk, <laughs> I walk through there, come out the other side, and there's a cycle track that runs down, comes up to this underpass here, right? Yes. I was going to go under there. But so I, I guess I'm walking up the road to go onto that little bit of cycle track. I hear screaming, shouting, the sound of f- like thumping. And I'm like, fuck, I think someone's getting like. <laughs> someone being done in. Done, done in here. So I kind of see through a gap in the bushes and it's just some guy kicking the shit out of the wall. And I'm just like, that's mad, man. <laughs> that's go, mad, fam. I'm yeah. off. No, kept walking. <laughs> go to turn onto the cycle track. Because I, no, I see there's a girl with him, and I think they've just had an argument. I just walk past them, head down. I won't say a word. I'll be fine. Start walking down the side of the track. He looks up, he sees me, and that's it. He's just like, what the fuck do you want? Why the fuck are you looking at? And I was like, nothing. Well, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I ain't looking at shit, man. And he's like, and, he's so, and because I replied, he'd come right up, got right in my face, hand goes in his pocket. I'm thinking, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is it. This is how it ends. Yeah, and I'm thinking, if I back down now, he's going to think I'm a pussy. And he's, <laughs> and the old pussy reflex kicks in again. It's not, he's going to think I'm a pussy, but in that situation, right, it's all about intimidation. The second I back down, he thinks he's got the upper hand, which means he thinks he's going to be able to do whatever he wants, right? <laughs> I ain't going to give him the upper hand. I am shitting myself. Right? <laughs> this, this guy looks like he's like he's a fucking drug dealer. <laughs> he's got his hand in his pocket, and I have no idea what's in his pocket, right? Based on what I'm going to tell you in a minute, it could be anything. So I look him square in the eye, and I'm like, I ain't looking at shit, man. I'm just out for a walk. Go about your business. Or something. As long I can't remember it's a couple of weeks, but it's something along them lines. <laughs> Nothing it's to like, see here. It's like I ain't looking at shit, man. I, and he looks me in the eye, and the girl's like, "Calm down, calm down." And I was like, I just kept staring him in the fucking eye, and then <laughs> and then he went, "Oh fuck's sake!" And he took a step back. And at that point, I was like, "Ah, uh, power play." <laughs> Turned my back on him and walked away. And the whole time I'm walking away, slowly, and I'm not running, I'm slowly, casually walking away thinking, any second now I'm getting it in the back. Any second now I'm getting it in the back. Come off that cycle track where the road is, turn right to go up the road, get out of of fucking eye shot, and I'm gone. (laughs) But I thought the power move was was the one. I thought that was the one that showed him that I wasn't scared, even though I was fucking terrified. And then, so that, that happens, and I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I almost got I almost got shanked. And then, so what's the day today? Friday, I'm stood. Pops is in the garden. She is something in the field behind her house. Mm. She wants to go investigate. So I open the gate for her. She walks out. Turns out she just wants to go to the toilet. So she's walked. There's a path. There's a path that runs, like, literally behind my, my back gate. Yeah, yeah. And then there's grass on the other side. So she's wandered off over there. So I'm just standing there keeping an eye on her in case anyone else comes along with a dog. And these two kids, like 17 to 19, ballied up, like totally, like dressed head to toe in black, ballied up, you can only see their eyes, fucking hoods up, mm-hmm. come walking down. One's on the phone, the other one's carrying a fucking flick knife. <laughs> like, exposed flick knife. <laughs> 
subtle. And look, as they walked past me, I heard the guy in the phone say, all oh, right, so this bloke, I can't remember the name, and, and the others, they chased them off, did they? Yeah, yeah, they chased them off. Don't worry, we're coming. And then they carry on walking. Don't barely even notice I'm there whatsoever. <laughs> Don't notice Pops is there. And then so they get past me. I'm like, Pops, come on. <laughs> come on, get in there. <laughs> and I watch them and they go walking off and I'm just like, if that had happened in our teenage years, it would have been the scandal of the whole fucking town. Yeah. Because that shit didn't really happen in them days. Like, I mean, we may have had knives occasionally, but never exposed. Walking never around like with it out with a balaclava on. It's like back in the day, if you did that, you were pulled over by the old bill within fucking minutes. That, right? And this field behind my house, it's barely visible from the road. Yeah. Now, I walk pops around there. Nearly every day, at least once. Nearly every day. I'll take her on proper walks, but if I haven't got time and I'm not I'm going out for a couple of hours, I'll just make sure she needs like, if she needs to go, yeah. she'll get it out here and I'll take her out later. I go walking around there. In the past week, I have been stopped by five different people at five different times of the day, all saying to me, Oh, is it you that I'm meeting? I'm like, <laughs> nah, fam, I'm just walking my dog. And I, and I keep walking. They all look fucking sketchy. Like, <laughs> real sketchy. And I'm just like, oh, my God. People are shutting drugs from behind my house. There's people walking around with fucking <laughs> flick knives. Like, I'm getting threatened on the street. Like, what the fuck, man? It's time to get out of Harlow, I think. <laughs> Harlow's not the town it was, like, when we were like, uh, In the last 10 years, it has gone to shit. We had, we had a crazy man outside. Yesterday, I completely missed it. I was at the other end of the fucking garden. Mm. This is one of one of our neighbours. He's um, well, him and his missus are knobheads. All right. Um, she has argument. She had argument with Amy and I in the street. There we are. I'm literally carrying my newborn in his fucking like carry basket thing. She'd seen something she didn't like, so she comes over and starts arguing with a fucking fishwife and like like a fishwife in the middle of the fucking road. And I was just like, I'm not even talking to you. I was like, I got my child here. No, I just walked off. And Amy like was was sort of like, what are you even talking about? Shut up! <laughs> and this woman's like, rah, rah, rah. and she's like, oh, I'm done with you. And we just walked off. But yeah. her old her old man is out there in the street yesterday, yelling about how we need to save our trees because apparently they're going to rip them all down and put uh, more parking spaces in over there. How's that? And then it's, how's that bad? Have you seen the parking? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm all about like nature and. And looking after the world, but a couple of trees in that tiny little space make no difference. No, I looked online. It's fuck all about this. We've not had anything through the door or anything. And then he's all like, it's "Supposed to be a community around here. No community around here. They don't like them. They don't like them." And he's just standing there talking to himself, like in the middle of the road, just yelling this out. They hate them. They hate them. No fucking community around here, is there? No, no community. Got to save our trees. Save our trees. Well, we may. We may one day build a community, but it's going to start with people not voting in the Tories. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very difficult to to build a community with people who are voting for a party actively destroying community. community. Yeah. It's yeah. like, buddy, you want to be a community? Stop being a racist piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Oh, honestly, guys, Harlow is it's not as bad as we make it sound sometimes. <laughs> It's not. I'd say it's worse. I think it's just you. It's just me. Because nobody else I talk to sees any of this shit. It's just you, like, getting attacked on the street and seeing drug dealers and other that. Or you finally lost the plot and you're actually tripping balls. Maybe. These are all just just hallucinations. 
Have you got a lighter? A sex-deprived gonad to just driving you insane. Uh, in that box underneath your hat. Sex-deprived. Well, I, I can't keep track of your fucking narrative. One minute you haven't had sex for months. The next minute you've had so much sex the last few months, you're not bothered anymore. I just can't keep up, Reggie. I can't keep up. One of them's true. One of them's true, exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows which anymore, though. And that is the point. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you in the real world, and I don't know what's true. Pass <laughs> me off mic, and I'll tell you. You are an idiot. He's just set fire to his finger, guys. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I achieved my goal with minimal pain. It's fine. <laughs> As soon as you said I did it, he's trying to, to, to burn the end off of a, a frayed it's done. Try ribbon. It. Uh, I mean, not. it's still there frayed, but he decided to start burning it from the very bottom with his finger underneath it. So, yeah, hot nylon. Yeah, this is a little mark. Yeah, fine. this little mark is fine. It's fine. I mean, a sensible person would have done it without <laughs> burning themselves. Oh, God, a room now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, daddy. Jesus Christ, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> right, do you know what Friday was? Um, the like thirteen. Not a day to celebrate. It was well for you as a day to celebrate, but yeah, we don't talk about that. It it was it was the thirteenth of of May. What do you think when you think of Friday the thirteenth? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, China. Because I think of unlucky this entire intro. Lucky numbers. I did not think because thirteen is an unlucky number. Was going to come, but in China it's not. It's number six, which is unlucky. Okay, I think it's six. I thought eight was a lucky number in China. It's lucky, but unlucky is. um, I think it's six or something. All right. So in the Western world, in England, what do you think of when you think of Friday the Thirteenth? Um, I I don't know. Oh, come on, just say bad luck. Oh, right, okay, bad luck, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't think we were going like... that obvious. I thought you were trying. You were looking for a specific reference here. Oh, this is like pulling teeth sometimes. <laughs> I mean, bad luck. I'm like, what else can he say other than bad luck? It's Friday the 5th. China. <laughs> uh, Jason Voorhees. Was that Friday the 13th? I can't well, remember. before Friday the 13th became associated with bad luck, it was considered a powerful day for celebrating feminine energy. Wow, maybe that's why it's now bad luck, because the patriarchy. Oh, there goes the first part of my entire intro. You are yeah, welcome. We that's you. okay, just pretend you're writing for the Daily Star and just repeat what we've just said. I want to shout out our Instagram follower who posted this on their stories the other day. I saw it, I read it, I thought, there we go, there's something to talk about for the intro. <laughs> so, well played. Um, I think her name's Joanna, I'm not really sure. Her name changes a lot. Awesome. Just tag them when you post it on Instagram. Um, <laughs> before patriarchal times, Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Their wording or yours? My, a bit of both. <laughs> uh, before patriarchal times, Friday the 13th was considered um, the day of the goddess. It was considered a day to worship the divine feminine that lives in all of us. Uh, and to honour the cycles of creation, death, and rebirth. 13 is a female number, representing the average uh, woman's menstrual cycle in a year. It is also the number of annual cycles of the moon, which is viewed by most Earth-based religions as female. A woman was considered to embody divine and magical powers when she got her period. She was regarded by all for her wisdom and ability to offer, offer intuitive and psychic messages. 
It was only when society became more patriarchal that women were made to feel shamed when they were having their periods and to ignore their amazing potential to create and hold new life. All of this was forgotten when Christianity took hold, though. They twisted both Friday and the number 13 to have negative connotations. One myth associated with the number 13 indicates that someone will die within a year of eating at a table with 12 other people. This comes from The Last Supper, the painting which shows Jesus eating at a table with his 12 apostles, which is said to have happened shortly after his death. Can we invite Will to dinner with 12 people? (laughs) How do you decide which one of you is the 13th? We'll dress them as apostles. We'll, just, we'll give Will a big spiky crown that you can wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regarding Friday, Friday was the day of the week that Eve offered forbidden fruit to Adam. Friday was also the day Adam was kicked out of paradise, the day he repented, the day he died, and the day he was cremated. Good Friday is also the day Jesus was murdered. Um, they suggest, going forward, instead of hiding away scared on uh, Friday the 13th, it is suggested that you wear something pink, to celebrate Venus, the goddess of love. So I was thinking, if you're working from home next time, you can wear the pink dress, the pink wig. <laughs> I think out one of our luck. saucy pink outfits. <laughs> yeah. Do people still hide away on Friday the 13th? I don't know. Because I know, like, it, people used to do that back in there. It was, you know, to avoid doing anything potentially yeah. dangerous or that we relied in, uh, in any degree on luck. But... I normally just put a ladder up and keep running up and down underneath it. On I find black cats and just yeet them. <laughs> and I do it on Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I don't, guys. I don't hurt cats. I love black pussy. <laughs> sorry, did the plural fall off the end of that? Black pussies. <clears throat> black pussy, green pussy, white pussy, yellow pussy. Again, guys, that's a reference. That's till dawn. Um, <laughs> oh, we could do that Halloween. We we should do that, actually. That's a really good film. Yeah. And it's a vampire film. And it's vampire themed. You're giving the game away. Fuck it. They'll never remember. They won't remember this on Thursday. Let alone come October. <laughs> um, They'd have dropped the mind to bleach by then. The patriarchy are really <laughs> fuck things up for women, haven't they? They just really fuck things up full stop, could basically. We, could, oh, I, I thought we could sit here and condemn the patriarchy. Yeah, well, I think I think from now on, I in, we in, are absolutely not a part. Of. In protest, we are absolutely not a part of it. Despite sharing the same genitalia, <laughs> we should we should buy some fake breasts and we should just wear them in protest at the patriarchy. Just as soon as you said that, all I could think about was Blackadder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode <laughs> when the. Uh, Puritanical yeah. God come and he walks in with the breasts. With the fake tits on. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking fake breasts. I mean, as we revealed last week, I've already got a vagina now. So You've got a vagina. I've got the ponytail. Yeah. We're, we're already halfway Basically there. Basically together, if we combine the two. By our powers combined, we are a really ugly woman. <laughs> yeah, it's bad to say. <laughs> really ugly, curvy woman. <laughs> it's all about them curves, though, isn't it? People love a good curve these days. It's all about the curves, about the curves. No lines. I guess. I don't know. It's not a perfect analogy. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You try doing a podcast, you fuckers. <laughs> Difficult. Do you think do you think I'm this personable and charming regularly? This is hard fucking work. <laughs> Neither of us are anything like this off mic. <laughs> we normally just sit and grunt at each other until we get bored and go home. Monosyllabic. 
Unless we get drunk, in which case you can't shut us up. Oh, yeah. We won't talk about anything you want to hear, but you oh, yeah. shut us up. <laughs> and if you think Tajik's filthy, whoa. whoa. Wait till we're off mic and had a beer or two. Yeah. Oh, mate. You know, actually saying that, I have had more alcohol in the last, like, three days than probably in the last two months. No, I've drunk once since your birthday party last year. Jesus. I was sat in the garden yesterday. Drinking rum. Yeah, I know. I saw it on Instagram. Just, yeah, anyone on my Instagram. That was really fucking tasty, and I wish I had more lemonade to drink with that because it was so good. Oh, what's wrong with me today? I'm literally sitting, I'm like, oh, he's just, literally, guys, he's just sat here, just, he'll say something, and then he's just like <laughs> vacantly staring around the room. Just like, I mean, I don't want to say my back hurts from carrying this fucking <laughs> podcast, but it definitely does. Oh, you absolutely are carrying it. I am I'm carrying it a lot today. I don't know what's happened. It's like, it just, the stars have aligned, and today's one of them days that I just got very little to say. Awesome. That's so fan fucking tastic. That is. We're recording. Them. You're the one that made us rescheduled to Sunday, and now you're ballsing it up. Yeah, because I want. Uh, I didn't want to talk about that. Yeah, I gathered the fact that you hadn't mentioned it, I figured you wouldn't want to. So I'll mention it off mic. <laughs> I mean, all there is to say is I look fucking good yesterday. Yeah, is that why there was that Instagram picture staring at me like I owed you something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look good once in a blue moon, and when I do look good, it goes on Instagram. <laughs> Do you know the worst thing is I saw when I signed up to all these sites like two years ago, I looked scrolled through all my phone, couldn't find one picture. <laughs> I found four pictures of me and I thought I looked terrible in all of them. <laughs> in my entire camera roll. Yeah, to be fair, I haven't got oh no, I was gonna say I haven't got many photos of me. I've got fucking loads of photos of me. <laughs> because again, every time I think I look good, I'll take a picture of that. Yeah. Snap. <laughs> Some of them even make it onto my profile pictures. I really look good, so if, when I do, I get like that one picture and I'm like, oh, that's it, that's me for that's the That's it, I've got to spam this that's, around. That's me for the next two years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fucking two years from now, someone's looking at it. You don't really look like your picture. Yeah. No, that was taken fucking ages ago, but the last time I looked good yeah, in the photo. Like, yeah, it was the last time I looked good. <laughs> I will say every time I do post a picture of me, Amy like hearts it. Yeah, Amy's like that. Desperate for some Reggie desperate Cook. for Desperate for some attention. Reggie Cook. Oh, I'll give her all the attention. Yeah, I know you will. Yeah. That's why I don't leave you two alone. <laughs> Unless you're at a wedding, in which case I don't care. <laughs> this, I had a cake. <laughs> I know she listened to some of last week's episode. Yes. Did she get as far as the fat compa? I think she did. I think she's listened to most of last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it only, it's only because I apologised to her on my way out of the house, right? <laughs> Yeah, if I think I, you made her. You made her sus, suspicious. If I have gone out of my way to find her and apologise before I left. I mean, her out. you know it's bad when when you stop on the way out of the house to apologise to her for something you said in the podcast. Given all the other shit we've said and done, given all the stuff I've I've said, looking her directly in the eye. <laughs> exactly. I think that's why she was worried. <laughs> well, I'm I'm here this week and she hasn't killed me yet, so it can't have been that bad, right? <laughs> Clearly, you don't want to, like, condemn the patriarchy as much as I thought we could. I was just trying to do something for the women. Oh, okay. I'll do something for the women. Take a picture of my feet. <laughs> There's only... pink nail varnish. There's only... <laughs> There's only one woman in the world that wants that, and her name is Roxanne. Roxanne, because she's all about the feet pics, as we know. Yeah. Feet, tongues, and the inside of anuses, I've had. <laughs> What, pictures? <laughs> Damn. Well, it could be pictures or it could 
be that she wants to stick her tongue in the inside of an anus. I never really got to the bottom of it. Neither did she, by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> but here's something you can you can weigh in on. Okay. Because, as we've previously mentioned, you are an official paranormal investigator. <laughs> yes. So I love that, that this, <laughs> this pops up every so often. It's like you remember... Paranormal investigator. Yeah. Oh, what happens is I'm like, right, last week we did news. This week I've got to do something different. <laughs> right, we'll go back to the tried and tested <laughs> ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> we'll pick up the women. We'll do ghosts. And then I've got something else that comes after. Right. And I know you've heard of this place because I put it in a script, a, a podcast we tried to do before. Okay. Touching was ever a thing. Now you're good to test <clears> my memory. <throat> Borley Rectory. Oh, fuck it. Everyone knows about Borley Rectory. Borley Rectory was constructed on Hall Road near Borley Church by the Reverend Henry Dawson Ellis Ball in 1862. The first paranormal events reportedly occurred in 1863. On 28th of July 1900, the four daughters of the rector, Henry Dawson Ellis Ball, saw what they thought was the ghost of a nun at twilight. Uh, They tried to talk to it, but it disappeared as they got closer. The local organist, Ernest Ambrose, later said the family were convinced they had seen the apparition on several occasions. During the next four decades, a variety of puzzling incidents were reported, such as a phantom coach driven by two headless horsemen. In 1928, the Reverend Guy Eric Smith moved into the house with his wife. And again, fuck the patriarchy, right? And all my (laughs) notes yesterday, I could not... Oh, sorry, all my research yesterday... I could not find the name of his wife. No, it doesn't surprise me. Always referred to as Smith's wife. Yeah. In everything. So, unfortunately, sorry, ladies, I will not be able to pay this poor woman (laughs) the respect she deserves because I don't know what her name is. I love the fact that, like, the guy who built it and then this guy moving in there are both, like, part of the church. Yeah, well, it was constructed uh, next to the church, wasn't it? Yeah. For the... the Yeah, but have you seen pictures of it? Yeah. It's, it's a fucking manor house. Yeah, it's huge. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go and do songs of fucking praise for Sunday morning, and then I'm going to go back to my fucking manor house. Yeah. Jesus. They're doing it wrong. Uh, in 19... 19- well, we're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. We need a collection we plate. Need, we need a fucking collection plate. We need to make this a, an actual to, religion. Right. Instead of recording these podcasts and putting them on the internet, what we need to do is find a space, set up on stage... Do the, podcast, do the podcast and then hand a collection plate and round a collection plate round at the end yeah <laughs> we'll even get some prawn crackers so we can be like Roman Catholics yeah. and give you the body of uh, Reggie or something The body. this is all the body of Will uh, yeah. <laughs> and if you come to the touchy church of sin you can really have the, the body of Reggie <laughs> yeah then we give you the body of Reggie <laughs> I'll give you, give you a different part of Reggie's body it's just back fluid <laughs> Everyone's just like vomiting because we're giving them little cups of suck this, swallow this. Okay, you're done. Suck this, (laughs) swallow this, stroke that on your way out. (laughs) Don't forget. Don't forget, fill the plate. Thank you. No, not with bodily fluids, Roxanne. And next time you come, just wear the headpiece. You don't need the whole fucking suit. It goes around just through this thudding noise as she drops a bunch of baby bells in the collection plate. It's like Roxanne, we don't want stolen property. Come on. Do you think you could... Be- oh. <laughs> when you start to say something, you're like, no, because that's just foul. Yeah, when you stop halfway through <laughs> and then burst into laughter, I'm like, I need to know this. I Baby need- Bell, 
I know weights. Yeah, I was like, well, you know, you'd have to be used to having a lot of things popped in there. But then when you tried to pull them out, it would just pull through the cheese and you'd end up with a dozen baby bells in your anal cavity. I was about to suggest that Roxanne made one of this one for us on Wednesday, but you've just pointed out the, the floor. It would just not work. Maybe you'd have to get like fake baby bells, like resin casts of baby bells on a string and then you could do it. Roxanne, find us a manufacturer. We'll brand that shit with Tut Jig. Uh, and yeah, it'll be Tut, tut Bell. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> like a, a red plastic wrapper. It'll be a bright orange. A bright plastic orange plastic wrapper that looks like baby bells on a string that you can put in your what ass. What if we drilled a hole through the middle of the baby bells, right? And put like a little, one of them things you put in the wall when you're putting a screw in. I'm not oh, very, like a raw plug. Yeah, raw plug. Right? <laughs> because then... <laughs> You wouldn't you, a, a, a sterilized raw plug because then when you yank it out, it shouldn't really take the cheese apart, should it? <laughs> wow, I've broken Rudy. This is the worst I've ever seen. Oh my god, this is less lackluster at every moment I open my mouth. <laughs> Quick, what else can we put raw plug in? to make them a bob plug ladies and gentlemen you heard it here first in 1928 the reverend guy eric smith moved into the house with his wife smith's wife whilst cleaning out a cupboard found a brown bag containing the skull of a young woman baby bob bob plugs (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's really tickled me Smith's wife, whilst cleaning out a cupboard, found a brown bag containing the skull of a young woman. Shortly after, the family reported a variety of incidents, including the sounds of servant bells ringing, sorry, the sounds of servant bells ringing, despite them being disconnected, lights appearing in windows, and unexplained footsteps. The Smiths contacted the societal... Society for Psychical Research? That's the one. On June 12th, Harry Price arrived from the SPR. Oh, it, fucking Harry Price. <laughs> yeah. What and geezer. Immediately, phenomena of a new kind appeared, such as the throwing of stones, a vase, and other objects. Uh, spirit messages were tapped out from the frame of a mirror. As soon as Price left, deceased. Smith's wife later maintained that she suspected Price, an expert conjurer, of falsifying the phenomena. The Smiths left Bordy Rectory in 1929. In 1930, Reverend <laughs> uh, Lionel <coughs> Algernon Foister moved in with their with his wife Marianne and their family. Lionel Foster Foister wrote an account of various strange incidents that occurred over the next five years. They included uh, bell ringing, window shattering, throwing of stones and bottles, wall writing, and the locking of their daughter in a room with no key. Well, that just sounds like bad parenting to me. But. Yeah, you're, it's going to come back to that by the end. Oh, it? God. Foister tried an exorcism twice, but both were fruitless endeavours. During the first one, he was hit by a fist-sized stone. Uh, the Daily Mirror publicised this, and many psychic researchers descended on the rectory to investigate. They were unanimous in suspecting that the paranormal activities were caused either consciously or unconsciously by Marianne Foister. She later admitted that she was having a sexual affair with their lodger, Frank Peerless, and used paranormal explanations to cover up their liaisons. (laughs) 
Even though much of the claims have been proved false, many people still believe uh, Bordy Rectory to be haunted to this day. How do you feel about Bordy Rectory? Are you coming down on the side of haunted or not? I don't know. The thing is, it's been it's one of those cases that's been going on for so long. It's been so sensationalised. And so many people, I mean, old fucking Mr. Price was in there yeah. doing his bullshit. Um, and then you've got whatever her name was, Miriam Foster or whatever yeah. it was, like Foster. using it to, to cover up her illicit liaisons. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, if there was something, it's now you... been completely like submerged oh, by yeah, bullshit, by bullshit yeah. laid on top of it, the sensationalist bullshit on top of it. It's like, how did our daughter get locked in a room? It's like, uh, well, I can't tell him I wanted to get riled in my Sunday best. By by the uh, by the lodger, by the so, lodger. so uh, ghost, ghost, yeah, ghost definitely ghost, ghost did it. I absolutely <laughs> did not get riled at all today. There were some strange noises last night, some shrieking yeah. and moaning and rattling of a what sounded like a bedstead. Ghost, ghost, absolutely a ghost. The nun ghost. She was getting riled last she night. She was getting riled. Certainly not your puritanical daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it obviously burned down. Some years later. Yes, it did. Indeed. So it's not there anymore. You can still go and visit the site, and there are frequent ghost walks and oh, yeah. seances and all sorts there. That was a very, very brief overview. I could have bored you for the next 40 minutes. Oh, God, upon. you could do a whole episode yeah. on Bordy Rectory. But uh, I just gave forever. a brief overview because I'm starting to finally get the hang of notes. Notes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, within all of the research I did, because I, I did learn quite a lot about it yesterday. Mm. <coughs> It seems like it started with a lot of like genuine kind of reports, and yeah. then Harry Price turned up and screwed with it. Yeah. After that, it seems that like people would move into the house already knowing its already history. knowing its history, and yeah, and predisposed try, to yeah, it. They're like, well, no need to. Like, I'm a reverend, so I don't pay rent on this house, and then we could probably get the papers involved, maybe make some extra coin. Yeah. And, so it feels like it may have originally once been real. But since then, like you said, it's just been blown. It's been blown way out of proportion, yeah. and yeah, I don't know. I've I've yet to see a sensible scientific, you know, sort of uh, approach to it, and an actual investigation. There, yeah. I know there are loads of different groups that have done it. Should we? But finally, finally, after all these oh, like hundreds <laughs> of years. Figure it out and do touch it, ghost, ghost hunting. Touch it, ghost, ghost hunting. Yeah, touch it. We'll have to find the if we say yes. We are clearly the the ultimate fucking authority on I mean, people, hauntings. People haven't heard the ghost on it. Sorry, the ghost on an episode, but um, I think if they did, they'd know that we are <laughs> the world's foremost ghost hunters. Now that I have a little bit more free time, I may have to. Uh, I may actually have to finish that so I can wipe it off with my whiteboard yeah. where it's been forever. I don't think I can wipe it off anymore. I think I'm going to need to get like I've got to scrub it off. It's been on there so long; it's <laughs> melted into the board. <laughs> Yeah, it's still there. It's still the same bits. Yeah, it is exactly the same. Yeah. I haven't done anything extra on it. <laughs> oh, God. Because, yeah. But, so, yeah, that was... Why was I, I was going to suggest we go somewhere. Well, uh, la, 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 la. You spoke about it the other day, the, the, the UK's Roswell. Uh, Wendleton Forest. Pendleton Forest. Wendleton Forest. Oh, I know what you mean. Red- Wendlesham. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I told you, like, you talked about it the other day, or I'm like... Uh, that but, was about three months. By the other day, yeah. is any time prior to today, because um, I, was, I, was, I was that came up on something. 
And I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool because there's like this little like memorial, not memorial bit, but there's a big statue there and there's a footpath to it and it's in a nice bit of woodland. I was like, that might be a nice place to go for a touching road trip. Yeah, we should go. Should listen up, Space Monkeys. Which reminds me, um, Rock's hand's been thrown out all these things like, you come here and do this. Yeah. You come here and do that. I think she really just. Amy's wants- getting just as bad, by I, the way. I think. Roxanne, well, Amy can come and be on the podcast whenever she wants. Amy was just like... Roxanne, like, I think, wants to be on the podcast. She's like, we should all, get, we should all meet up somewhere. We should just get all, all of the, the Space Monkey group together and we should just go and do something. Even if it's not for an episode, we should all just meet up and do something. And I'm like, I okay. do believe we should all just jump on a train into London and go drinking somewhere one night. <laughs> Off mic, just to get to know each other. And but there's maybe- a hole in the world, like a great black pit, and the vermin of the world inhabit it, and the people who fill it are filled with shit. London. There's no place like London. I just think that's because that's where they live and we can get a train there. <laughs> yeah, they all live there. Yeah. And it's because it, they're like weird city people. They yeah. don't they don't have cars and drive. Plus, so. I really want to pay £8.50 for a pint. I, I, I <laughs> long for the ability to pay £8.50 for a flat, warm pint <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a pub that smells of piss. What more could I ask for on a night out? So, I mean, it could be worse. Could go Weatherspoons, I suppose. Seeing as they can't make it to your party for some bullshit reason. Some bullshit reason. I think we should uh, <laughs> we should plan a night out where we get on a train and go to London. We could just do a live stream from the party. I'll just set up a webcam and we'll just live stream the whole party to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, because whatever else I'm doing, I know it's going to get us in trouble. I was sat in the background. Ah, it's just Reggie just raining some stranger in the background. <laughs> Peter up on Tinder. That's not a stranger. That's the guinea pig. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, he loves a redhead. <laughs> Sorry, pumpkin. <laughs> he can hear us right now. He's just scrabbling around like wook, wook, wook. Just pushing all of that, whatever that is. Like, <laughs> all, the the fur, all the hay in that, just yeah. like nip, 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 nip. <laughs> Trying to block the door of it. I've noticed this has happened lately. Like, I bring something. What, you fucking I piece? do research. I write notes. I bring something for the intro. We read through it. And the second I'm done, it's like we start talking about something completely different and never go back to we it. We spoke about Body Rectory. <laughs> Did we? Yes. Okay, well, I've got one more thing. Um, This one, I wasn't going to sit and write notes about. So I've just got, got it on my phone. Oh, God. Not a news article. One eternity letter. That's all. I've got it right here. Uh, have you ever heard of the Belgian UFO wave? Is that like a Mexican wave? No. In that case, no. It happened in 1989 uh, to 1990 across Belgium. I thought you might have... It was on the Sky History website as one of the top 10 UFO things. And oh, I do spend a lot of time on skyhistory.com. No, but as a teenager, you were like a fox mold I want to be. I was, this is true. So I thought we might come yeah, up with Yeah, but I've destroyed a lot of research. brain cells since then. I may well have read an entire book on this and just forgotten it because that portion of my memory has been obliterated. <laughs> you and me both. And I can't even remember what I, said, <laughs> what I said to the guy that was trying to start fighting me two weeks ago. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so what happened during the Belgian UFO wave? I don't know. These sightings began in 1989, but peaked with events on the 30th and 31st of March, 1990. On that night, several unknown objects were tracked by two Belgian aircrafts and photographed. Additionally, they were witnessed by around 
13,500 people with 2,600 filing official written statements de- detailing what they saw. Jeez, that's, that's a few people. <laughs> yeah. The general description of the sighting is of three unusual lights, brightening stars and changing colour, flying across the sky towards the southeast of Brussels. Patrols of Belgian aircraft were sent to investigate and try to track the lights, which had formed into small triangles. They managed to obtain a radar lock on to the unidentified crafts on three occasions, but their targets rapidly accelerated each time before descending to ground level. The pilots never made visual contact with the targets. The sudden changes in speed of the unidentified crafts should have been fatal to their pilots. Ground witnesses, the police and the pilots all gave identical accounts of this sighting. How was it explained? Many people were sceptical about these sightings, mainly because the only photo to emerge from the wave turned out to be a hoax. A lot of people explained the sightings as mass delusion from misinformation spread by the media and UFO logical and the UFO logical <laughs> organization. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Others argued that they were simply helicopters, their silence explained by a strong natural wind or other noise drowning their engine sound out. However, nothing has been confirmed or verified and the Belgian UFO wave remains unexplained. I have I have heard about that as you were going through the details. Yeah. It was there was pinging the old synapses. I thought so. Yeah. Elucidate us, Fox. I mean Junior. You you just dropped all the all the <laughs> salient knowledge right there. I was looking I was I was looking for UFO based stuff when I come across that and I was like, Do you know what? Two thousand six hundred written statements. Yeah. That is the bit that sold it to me. Because I I read a lot of bullshit and <laughs> for this podcast and I don't always bring it because I'm like I, I get really into it and then I'm like, oh, one person saw one it. One person saw okay, it. Okay, well that's yeah. fake. I can't try and sell that to <laughs> of the listeners. But this, this was two thousand six hundred people. Mm. All of the like the police officers their pilots, they're not identical, identical statements. Yeah, they're all sort of the same, they all reporting the same thing. And those 2,600 people were part of 13,500 who said they saw it. Yeah, when you've got I've like... I've heard of mass delusions, right? But yeah. that is a mass delusion. I mean, when you've got <coughs> the best part of 3,000 people willing to officially yeah. go on like police record <coughs> as having yeah. seen this thing... Even if only, even if half of those was were, were uh, in it for the kicks, yeah, that's still like thirteen hundred people saying no. Yeah, I saw this. It was there. It did this. And then you've got like, although the pilots didn't make visual confirmation, their their instruments detected it. They yeah. got a fucking radar lock on it, so there was definitely something they're doing it. And as you say, the the, the rapid acceleration and deceleration, which for for a human pilot would just it smushes oh, your insides. Yeah. Um, so there was something doing it, which wasn't a helicopter because yeah. helicopters don't do that. And if it were a helicopter, they'd be they'd, you'd be able to track it. Just ground based radar would be able to track it and go, Absolutely. yeah, look, that's a helicopter. That is. Yeah. I mean, we see helicopters. We're, we're like fucking what four or five miles away from an airfield, so oh, we yeah, see we that see shit all the time. All the time. Um, yeah. What well, as what it is. I don't know. I mean, I obviously, I, I'm not saying it's aliens, but we've talked about this before, and you're like. I don't believe they'll be down here visiting us. And 
whilst I'm like I'm 50 50 I kind of I understand your logic so mm. what's the point of them coming down to yeah, visit why us? would they do this I have there's still a part of me that thinks like things like this when there's so many witnesses mm. and this UFO documentary I'm, I've been watching it's like a four-part series about um when the Pentagon released that footage of them yeah. over the sea and there was all the people involved in that and how no one like across the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, can identify it. No one can come up with a logical, a logical explanation, for, explanation it, yeah. for it. When you see things like that, I'm like, it's it's got to be, right? I agree. Oh, what the fuck are they doing just hanging around here? <laughs> but if, there were, if you could find some logical reason for them to be hanging around here, it's entirely believable that, you know, Maybe this is just these like, things are real. It's like yeah, you get annoying people with drones going and shutting down airports. Yeah, but Maybe this, this is just like... These things happen way before drones could get in. Yeah, and I'm talking about aliens. Oh, they're aliens. like advanced aliens and they're just bored teenagers oh, teenage effectively aliens, flying yeah. their alien drones around the planet. Just going <laughs> to look at them. They're trying to chase it in their primitive aeroplanes. The one... This documentary I saw as well where they that footage that they released um, with it coming over the sea. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people that theorise that, like, you know, aliens actually live under the ocean. They have their yeah. bases under the ocean. They come out of the water, they do what they got to do, and then that's when they go back. And that's why a lot of them get spotted over... Over the water, over like, large bodies lock, of water, Like yeah. locks or giant lakes or the sea or whatever. So... It's, it's very easy, right? The more yeah. you, you read, you research, you watch documentaries, it's easier, very easy to be like, it's got to be true. It's got to be it's, true. And then my logical brain kicks in and I'm like, Rooney had a point. Like, what, why are they here? Why? There's, there's, it's, it's, cut, it's weird because these days I find I can't talk about one natural or supernatural. No, they're all more or less... They're all kind of way linked, linked. And it's like, you know, an explanation for why they're doing this. One of the explanations I've heard is, well, it doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. But they are so utterly alien to us that this does make sense. No, it's completely to logical to their point To them. Of they're doing something maybe completely unaware to us. I mean, I suppose if you ask the ants in my garden um, why I was swinging in the hammock for two hours yesterday... Lazy. Well, it wasn't quite two hours actually because Cody kept kicking me out. Um, <laughs> but you know, if you ask you ask them why I was weeding the patio over the weekend, nutter because I'm a nutter uh, and I got a party coming up. To me, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I have got to get the weeds out of the cracks in the patio. To the ants, I'm just this weird thing causing massive destruction on the landscape. Two minutes into your party, do you think anybody's going to care about weeds? In there? It's not the point. I'll care. <laughs> all right mum this is why I, I, I used to bitch about my mum doing this and she would everything would have to be pristine yeah. and then like from about four or five hours before the start of any function oh, at yeah, house you couldn't go anywhere I couldn't anything. move it was no. basically and then we'd get, we'd get ready and she'd say right sit there on the sofa don't move Yeah, don't and we would literally thing. be sat there until the first guests arrived and it's like nobody cares because they're going to get drunk yeah. the lights are going to be down low anyway so, but yeah, and- mum's like, I am not having any motherfucker judge me, all right? <laughs> they can judge me for my scary fucking the scary skulls in doll the cupboard, collection. but they are not judging me for having dust 
over there. They're not, they're not going to judge me for dust being underneath that copy of Point Break, yeah. which has been in the cupboard for three years. Um, Put your dad's porn away. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? As I've gotten older, I do the same fucking thing. I spend weeks in preparation for my, for my birthday party every year. Doing I, stupid things like that. Last year, I wanted to paint all the fences in the garden. I rarely, rarely ever host anybody. But on the weird, odd occasions that I do have people over, <laughs> everything has to be. It has to be. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I don't want to get judged. But anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, you know, to, to them, to a, a lower form of life, my actions make no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that also ties into the belief that maybe they aren't actually aliens. They are fey creatures. Yeah. So, you know, fairies and things like that. And that's why you see them underwater, because that that's where their portals are to their world, their residences. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you've got the, the idea that it's from somewhere like Atlantis, which was supposed to be the super advanced civilization fucking thousands of years ago. So now they're even more thousands of years advanced than we are. And they're actually, they're not aliens as such. They're just really advanced humans living somewhere under the sea. Yeah. And we don't know really what's at the bottom of the ocean, right? No, no. There's so much of it unmapped. So there could be all kinds of like minerals that we have no use for or don't know exist or like haven't figured out a way to utilize yet. Yeah. But aliens, on the other hand, may need some rare mineral from the bottom of the ocean <laughs> to fuel their ship or to, you know, provide o- oxygen on their planet. Yeah, they need something. it for some specific purpose. Yeah. That we we need all these rare earth minerals to make mobile phones. Yeah, maybe they need a rare earth mineral from Terra to make their mobile phones or you know power their intergalactic. Star drives or whatever. So there is, it's entirely possible that, you know, they could be living at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Mining because, operations down there. I mean, it's not even like they have to have the same physiology as us. They could have gills and just be able to see in the dark. Yeah. A, I can't remember the guy's name, but there is a, I think he's a scientist. James Cameron. No. He's going to the bottom of the ocean, right? He, he needs to go to the bottom of the ocean these days. Um, but he, but basically, he espoused years ago that you know, obviously in sci-fi you see aliens and they're more or less bipedal. Yes, yeah. You know, uh, we, we talked about this up all that article in where where they were like, you're not going to be able to, fuck, to them. fuck them. Exactly, they're going to be slugs or something. Yeah, exactly. It'll be giant space slugs, yeah. or they'll be jellyfish or amorphous clouds of gas. This you is know, good. I finally, uh, I prepared three things, and it was the third one that got you going. It was the third one Brilliant. that got me going. Um, so yeah, they may well be. They may well be just like super intelligent eels, yeah. And that's why they're able to live way down there, or crustaceans, or something. Um, but yeah, I think there are too many sightings for there not to be something genuine behind them. Oh, absolutely. As yeah. to what like, that thing is, I'd say if you went through, if you had, I mean, you got some time on your hands, then you might, you might want to try. <laughs> if you only through all of this footage, if you went through every sign where they got footage or whatever, yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of them will probably be explainable, right? Yeah, of that point one percent, fifty percent of that point one percent could probably be like just an anomaly that we can't figure out, but it's not alien. Yeah. 
but they other 50%. You, you, you're you're going to be left with something. And the thing is, you only need that one yeah. genuine, verifiable, you know, alien encounter. And to be honest, it, that changes the whole, it should change the, the whole worldview of the entire world because everything we do is predicated on the fact that we are the intelligent life in the universe. Right. 1982. It was a good year. Somebody comes, somebody goes public, right, with some footage of them having first contact with an alien. Yeah. Yeah? 90% of the world believes it. Okay. 2022. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, right? Yeah. It would have to be something like... It would have to be like it would have to be Independence, like Independence Day. Day. Yeah. yeah, they would have to be everywhere at once in front of everyone. Yeah, where any anybody can see it. But even then, it would be that's just a projection. But, yeah, I mean, <sighs> fucking everyone. You know, people have COVID. People die of COVID, and there are still people who swear up and down that it's swap left exist. if you've had the vaccine. Yeah, so you know, it's like I don't. There are people you just could not convince. Yeah, but you know. There are some dangerous people in this world endangering everybody else. Like, I know someone that goes to see a psychic, right? Mm. So do I. And I've ripped the piss out of him mercilessly for it. Because other than that, he's an intelligent guy. Him? Yeah. How old is this him? Same age as me. Do I know him? But he he's been several times. He believes in in guardian angels and psychics and mediums and all that bullshit. He wholeheartedly believes. I'm fifty fifty on that <laughs> shit because this person that I know goes has played me back <laughs> their readings. Yeah, and you'd be shocked at how much of it actually came to pass. Mm. Like I was shocked. Like <laughs> I, the biggest skeptic in the world, cynical motherfucker, was like. <laughs> Wow, like seventy percent of that came actually came true during the past year. That's nuts. Now, this person who goes to see the same psychic once a year mm. also got invited during the first lockdown. Got invited to a special group one-off reading. Right? I invite people to stuff like that. They never turn up. Yeah. I mean, I keep party. trying to come to your orgies, but it's just <laughs> literally you're like. <laughs> Don't touch Amy. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just me and Amy watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> like... It counts. It's a live stream. <laughs> no, um, this person got invited to this group session mm. right, where they were going to contact a native Indian who was going to then tell us all about what was going on in the world currently, right? Yeah. I sat in on it. I've never talked about this before. <laughs> but I sat in on it and I listened. And from what I can, this is like two years ago, and I can't remember what happened to me when I got my life <laughs> two weeks ago. So bear with me. But <clears throat> it was along the lines of there's the the Native American um, is telling us from beyond the grave that um, if you get the vaccine, it will have a chip in it. That chip will be used. So they can track everything you do, and eventually, when everyone's got it, they'll be able to um, basically put a certain group of people into internment camps, keep them there because of this chip. <laughs> we don't need a chip to do that. They're doing it already. And basically, it just like as I'm sitting now, I'm just like, this is this this 
this is this is, this is some crazy. Trumpian bullshit. But it just got worse. Yeah. And worse. Now everybody in that group, right? I I wasn't seen on camera. I was <laughs> sat to the side. Everybody in that group was a woman. And they all fucking bought it. Yeah. That this Native American guy. Now, again, I'm still 50-50 because this same woman, when she's doing personal readings, seems to get an awful lot right. <laughs> but I was just like, how much did you pay for this? And the person was just like, oh, it was this X amount. And I'm like, God, she's not getting any money because of lockdown. So now she's gone online, yeah. found a bunch of that fucking conspiracy theories, invented a Native <laughs> American, and you've all paid, oh, my God. But it's when you take that, combine it with all these girls that are like swipe left if you've been vaccinated, yeah. and kind of look at the conspiracy theories and the outrage and the horror that people people create in mm. order to get what they want. We are in a real bad place, and there are a God, lot of people yeah. out there who believe a lot of stuff that damaging we, to them. We talk about drinking our Kool-Aid, but there are oh, a lot of people yeah. out there offering far worse Kool-Aid to far more people. All you're going to get if you drink our Kool-Aid is probably an orgasm eventually. Yeah, from and, and a whole bunch of Will's shitty memes that oh, you can't yeah. post on Facebook. Memes, orgasms, and some, you know, questionable jokes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing that's really, really good. Nothing going to be know, detrimental to you or <laughs> your the health, larger world. Your bank balance. Unless you know you're buying our merch. Unless you buy our merch, yep, which you definitely should. Um, how do where do we go? We're on aliens. We were on aliens, and then yeah, I just yeah, I think like I can buy into aliens, right? Yeah, I can buy into the whole idea that we're not alone in this universe, and they could be here because I mean, we could aside from the alien planet, we could be the only other planet in the entire galaxy that has life on That has sentient life, yeah. So why would if they can travel, why would they not want to come and be like... like, like Hi, neighbour! Like a zoo, right? They could be here. Like safari. Let's <laughs> go safari to work. See us. And just watch all the fucking idiots just <laughs> fight each other. COVID ain't real. Yeah. I won't fuck 12-year-old. Daddy, yeah. daddy, why are they fighting over now? Fucking idiots are fighting over skin colour. <laughs> they're still they're still fighting about their make-believe gods. What about these ones? Oh, these ones are fighting because they're some of them want to fuck the ones with the long hair, some of them want to fuck the ones that look like them, and everyone else hates them for it. And it's like, why have Yeah? <laughs> it's like, let's go to the zoo of Earth and watch them all fight over pointless bullshit while yeah. we just laugh at them yeah. it's just like I could just imagine all just like sat up in orbit just watching the bullshit like live just doing live, live, live feeds yeah. from sort of like the, the tonight bullshit. on earth they elect <laughs> Trump president of the United States of America tonight on earth uh, old white men tell women what they can and can't do with their uterus and tonight like, on earth Boris <laughs> doesn't know whether he was at a party or not <laughs> Boris, 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 the stage show, <laughs> Boris, the musical, tonight on earth, Putin invades Ukraine and everyone's too pussy to do anything <laughs> to about do anything it. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the Ukrainians who are just stealing all his shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just like, when it comes like, this has been going on weeks now and I know 
Could, right. <laughs> I'm going to throw something out and I want your honest opinion on it. Can you draw a line between PC woke culture and the fact that Russia are just fucking rampaging through Ukraine <laughs> and no one's going to do anything about it? <laughs> the, I don't think it's PC woke culture. It's the fact that nobody wants to provoke him into pushing the big red button. And his threats so far have been, if oh, anyone yeah. else if gets involved, I'm going to nuke you. Yeah, but... And he's fucking unhinged, so people aren't willing to take that risk. <coughs> Is it really a risk, right? Is he the... <laughs> no, no, because you've got... You've got a, I've been thinking about this. He's not the only one in the room with the button, right? They've got to be... I don't think they are. He's basically his his rule in in Russia when it comes to like the government is absolute. It's not like over here where you have to have this person has to turn this key and approve this. And I'm do not that. talking about that, right? But you know, the second his finger touches that button, the Americans touch their button, we touch our button. Anybody else, anybody else aside from China, yeah, everybody slaps the, red, the their big red button, right? So Russia is no more. Yeah, like we will all sustain heavy losses. Middle America, you know, the God Brothers will probably be fine because I don't think the missiles can reach Middle America. nobody wants to shoot that. that Our country will be decimated. There'll be no more There'll be nothing left. left. But Russia will have to, like, you know... It's mutually assured destruction. Everyone gets annihilated. Not everyone, though. There are people... Enough. Enough people get annihilated. Do you think there's enough regular Russians that want to be annihilated? that they're going to let him press the button. They won't be able to stop him. That's the thing. If Boris were to stop the button right in, now... in his office that's like, no, I'll go along with this. There's nobody around him who you is You don't think there's anybody person. going along with him to a degree? Oh, probably, yeah. And then, like, the second he gets near the big red button... Yeah, but that, that, that's head. assuming they're in a position to do that and he doesn't just... Uh, oh, I go to the toilet now. Gets up, goes down... Takes a left rather oh, than a right. The, the big red button's on a key And goes and slaps the big also. red button. You know, well, you know, like I said, his rule in the, in the Russian government is pretty much absolute. So if he says, I want a big red button here, that, he wouldn't say it like that because that wasn't a Russian accent. No. But he says, I want big red button here next to my pupa. Um, he gets a big red button next to the pupa. And if he decides, fuck it. Okay. I can imagine there's not, there, there aren't the regular checks and balances that there are in other, in every dare other. I say it, more civilised governments in the world. Um, Jesus. And the man is unhinged. But uh, he seems to be getting worse. Stuff that's been getting leaked out. Oh, he's always going to get worse. He's going to... He's no, no, fucking I mean, Hitler. he's deteriorating. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he's, physically deteriorating. Oh, he's dying. That's why he's doing it, right? Because he that, wants, that's, that's the prevailing theory at the moment. He wants his legacy before he dies. Yeah, he wants he to wants go and have his this glorious invasion. He's to put back put the USSR back. Yeah. But right. So, but much, much like Hitler, he was calm, like to a degree, had his head on straight mm. until things started going wrong. And then he, and then he lost the plot. He started doing far more drugs, and because Hitler was off his tits most of the time. I mean, I would want to be if I was Hitler yeah. as well. Um, but he started <laughs> doing far more drugs, lost the plot, and then eventually, you know, when it all went tits up, because he was making. <laughs> Bad decision after bad decision yeah. after bad decision. He killed himself. Do we just need to back up a truck into Moscow full of like <laughs> full all of, of the cocaine? Full of bad drugs. Yeah. 
cocaine cut with cleaning powder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just oh, watching mate. Ajax's brains out. You want cocaine cut with fucking cleaning powder, any street in Harlow. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. We just we just do a whip round. I once watched somebody <laughs> cut um cocaine with uh testosterone tablets. Oh good lord. That was not gonna end well. Um say. I don't know. I, no, no, you've completely derailed me with totally that. Totally all over the place. One minute we're talking about aliens. And, and now we're on to the I'm war in, in the Ukraine. talking about Native Indians. Now we're on the war in <laughs> Someone Ukraine. did point out um, the other day that even if the, the Russian invasion is cancelled right now, at some point, assuming he survives long enough, Putin's going to want to try again. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately for him, the Ukraine has upgraded its arsenal so much. Yeah, with Russia. Not just with stuff. foreign donations, because obviously lots of countries who aren't able to step in directly have donated tanks and supplies and yeah. weapons and fucking fighter jets. But obviously the Ukrainians are just stealing all of the Russian shit because yeah. they wait until they run out of fuel because they've disrupted the fuel lines. Or they kill the people in it and they take... The- I saw one earlier of a tractor towing a fucking um, surface-to-air missile tracked vehicle. Yeah. And they've just stolen it. And it's like, you know, that's one of the, one of the few modern ones because at the moment uh, Russia is having to plumb their long-term storage of weapons from the Cold War. You know, they're using stuff that's like 60, 70 years old. Got a Nostradamus-like prediction. <laughs> yeah. 2025, Ukraine invades Russia. Invades Russia. Russia. <laughs> I, I would, I <laughs> would using, love that. Using all Russian armaments. All the Russian, yeah, you see all the Russian armaments to invade Russia and just capture a whole section of Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... And no one's really stopping to think that how Ukraine are going to be, like, super armed. Yeah. I'm assuming they survive it. Um, They're like, more guns, more guns. We're not using these other ones you sent us. We're saving them for the future. <laughs> yeah, we're saving these ones. Um, yeah, they're going to have a, they can have a very well-equipped army. Yeah. Um, it'll be very mismatched. I would hate to be, uh, like, a quartermaster. After all this, after the dust has settled and the Ukraine has re-established itself, uh, being a quartermaster in the Ukrainian armed forces, oh, yeah. trying to get spares for you got you got these fighter jets are from Belgium, these fighter oh, jets yeah. are from fucking the UK, these trucks are from the UK, but these ones are from America. And you're trying to source all these parts to keep things running in that, and it's like these bits are all from Russia. That's okay. We can just go on eBay and get them because their generals are selling all their stock. <laughs> I'm shocked at this point. The US or the UK haven't. Managed to get a spy close enough to put a body. The UK in the don't care. The UK is uh, nobody in charge of the UK is going to lift a finger. They don't absolutely have to we because they're all sponsored by fucking oligarchs. We got fucking spies. Yeah, well, even if we have, my five have got spies in. Even Russia. if we have, have we someone with a, close even if we had someone with a crosshair on the back of Putin's head, nobody in Whitehall is going to say pull that trigger because Putin's best buddies are funneling so much money into their pockets that none of them are going to do anything about it. And the same is is, is true with large well, yeah. portions of the American uh, government as well. But we put sanctions on them. They're losing money right now. Yeah. Why would we do that if that money was then going into Because the- there's, there's sanctions and losing money. Uh, and then there's actually doing something direct like that. Because oh, one day the sanction will end. The sanction will end. And the thing is, if it turns out that, like, it was an MI6 fucking sniper that put the bullet in Putin's brain. Yeah, where's Bond when you need him? Where's Bond when we need him? (laughs) Where's Jason Bourne? (laughs) I prefer Bond. Bond's always taken out, like, crazy world leaders. (laughs) 
and he'll do it in a white dinner yeah. jacket <laughs> with a swimming car. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that, Aston Martin. That's not. That's, that's fine. <laughs> The Aston Martin emerging from that lake over there. Just drives out of the lake, just drives into fucking Red Square. And it's just like, ah, comrade, shaken, not stirred. Pew, pew, pew. And just like fucking ninja kicks his way in to find that Liam Neeson beat him to it because he thought that Putin stole his daughter. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I used my unique set of skills. Now, all of them just sound like fucking Sean Connery now because I can't do a a Liam Neeson. Oh, this podcast is falling apart. It's a mess today. I'm going back to like last time. Look, we're 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 an hour and twenty minutes in. We've 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 definitely covered the intro today. I'd like to formally apologise to all listeners and promise that next week I'll be awake. You better be because next week is your choice. Um, yeah, <laughs> damn side that and this week's choice. I, do you know what we missed a trick again actually, and oh, I oh, I God. didn't realise this until after uh, I'd already watched the film and. Done we it. many tricks. Like, if I'd known it was Space Monkey Nine's birthday last Wednesday, we could have done Goonies then. Yeah. yeah. And if I'd realised it was the 20th anniversary of Dog Soldiers last week, uh, yeah. which has been on our list for fucking ever, um, we could have covered that because that's now streaming somewhere as well. Oh, okay. Um, Is that why Will was sending loads of Dog Soldier pictures? Yes. Yeah. It was the 20th anniversary of it. And I was like, God damn, that's been on our list to cover forever. Um, Do you so that'll you be coming up that- soon. Now research for other things that had two-year anniversaries. Yeah. Do you want to go and research any <laughs> films that have anniversaries? Film in anniversaries in 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to, actually, because then I can have a list and we can just pick from them. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, seeing as you've got some time on your hands now, yeah, we could go and legit do, like, a food challenge or something. We could. Yeah. Yes. Oh, exciting. You only work four days a week. I, I've got a lot more time on my hands I'm at the moment. So. Actually, oh, mate, I'm actually in four weekdays next week. <laughs> That's for you, bro. Oh, four weekdays. Jesus. <laughs> it's week- almost like a real job. Yeah. <laughs> but the week after, I'll, I'll have a couple of weekdays off and go do something. There we go. Boom. Boom. We're going to have to get on to this week's film. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've been putting it off. All right, guys, like I said earlier, so I assume like full responsibility for this. 30-something minutes worth of... Yeah, 37 minutes okay. we've got to do to make the two-hour mark. 37? Also, also, right, that reminds me. There is there is one of the podcast groups I'm part of on Facebook. Oh, um, what ridiculous shit are they doing this time? Well, the, the, the chat that was running, it seems to have disappeared. Oh, I don't know why. Um, but someone else has taken over, and this guy is a knob. Um, I <laughs> have you been? Have you been banned? <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I'm calling him out on his bullshit, but I'm doing it in a very constructive and, and sensible way. Okay, you, you, you're going to name this podcast group, so he no, knows. no, <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> because I've just called him a knob. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna t- no, I can't say that. <laughs> so, I <laughs> the other day he posted, um, basically the essence of it was nobody's going to listen to half. No one wants to listen to half hour podcasts anymore. If you can't do a podcast in 10 minutes, nobody wants to listen to it. Keep them short. Make sure your information is is succinct and straight to the point. Because no one wants no one's got 30 minutes to listen to podcasts anymore. Yeah, but what kind of podcast? That, that it he is a great one for broad sweeping yeah. statements. I was um, say, if I want a podcast on I don't know, the financial time. <laughs> if I want to find out about the finances of the world this week. Ten minutes is fine because you can yeah. impart all of the important all the, information, all the relevant information, succinctly in ten minutes. Yeah, 
If I want to hear two people make fun of each other and their friends, I want more than 10 minutes because you can't minutes. really get into it. No. In 10 minutes. Well, so I, I called him out on that. I was like, uh, going to have to disagree with you there, buddy. Oh, God. I was like, our podcast regularly runs two hours plus and we get nothing but positive feedback on the fact that it is that long. I was like, that's one of the things people are looking for. And he was like, oh, you kind of missed the point. Uh, And someone else made the the same point. point. Someone else was like, oh, you know, no, because ours is an hour long and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, everyone keeps missing the point, which which I responded with, buddy, if everyone's missing your point, maybe you need to revisit the way you're presenting your information because it's pointless trying to make a point if everyone misses that point. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah. And then he made one... uh, (laughs) Well, yesterday it was another one. Um, you've got to make sure that everything that you've got. Yeah, it was basically saying everything needs to be rehearsed and scripted, and you know, Again, perfectly on point. And I was what like, "What kind of podcast is he trying to help?" And you I was make? like, "Well, yeah, unless you know, the spontaneity is the very essence of your podcast." And he was like, "Hmm, well, I guess." Dot dot dot. And I was just like, "Basically, what he's trying to do is get these this that corporate sort of shine yeah. on it." And everything is done, bosh, 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 and everything is this, and it's all perfect, and it all goes out, and it's exactly the same way every week for the fixed moments in time. And I'm just like, is this, yeah, that's great if that's what you're doing. This but- podcast group, is it like to help people? Is it like a resource for helping people start and continue It's to, to help you podcast? grow your podcast and what have you and basically make it successful. But, um, yeah, that he, he seems to have some very fixed ideas that only work for a certain type of podcast. Yeah, so he's just telling everyone. He's promoting like fact-based kind yeah. of like corporate kind of like, right, just get in, make your point, have it rehearsed, have it scripted. So you're not saying anything. No, if we had, imagine if we, ours was scripted and fucking oh like God. 10 minutes long. It'd be totally fucking pointless. If we were oh, 10 minutes long, it'd be pointless. But if we were scripted in a proper episode, it would take me a month. To write the script, yeah. to learn the script, and then it would take a day. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's, he's talking it. about very professional podcasts yeah. that are for professionals in a particular field, basically imparting information to them. Yeah, far less for entertainment than. Yeah, but he's got to realise that not everybody in the group is making that kind of podcast. Yeah. Other people in the group are making entertainment entertainment podcast. Yeah, and it's just like I keep calling this guy out on his bullshit, and sooner or later he's gonna get fucked off with me. You're gonna get out. We got messaged the other day, or I got messaged. Via the via another one of these groups with some guy offering to do a free forty minute session with us on how we can improve and and you know monetize and grow our podcast and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, no thanks, buddy. We're constantly getting um, there's a jewelry company that makes sustainable jewelry that keep uh, Instagram messaging us saying that we would be great to push to promote their product. Yeah. Have they sent us any yet? No, because I, I just deleted the message. And oh, get them to send us some shit. What I'll promote it if it's good. Fuck, are we, how are we going to promote jewellery? Sustainable jewellery. I like jewellery. No one, not one of our listeners is going to want some two-bit fucking jewellery. I don't fucking care, mate. If, they give us, if they're going to give us free stuff and it's good, I'll promote it. If it's shit, I'll tell everyone it's shit. Don't bother. Next time they do it, hit them up. Say, yeah, yeah, sure. How, how do we do this? Do you send the samples and we review it or Here what? Here we go. And the thing is, though, like, I delete one, and then... Don't, within, don't name-check them on the pod. <laughs> within, like, an hour, I'll get the same message from a different account with a different name. Oh, yeah, no, that's bullshit. I get them all the time. I'm hey, on the I'm, I'm on the promoter team at 
and we think you'd be perfect to promote our carbon neutral jewelry. Yeah. If you're interested, we can send you free free pieces of your choice. Please direct message, blah blah blah. Uh due to very high demand, there's only four spaces left. Well, we can't be that high demand because you've sent me the same fucking message. Oh, that's a different one to the ones I normally get. Under different names for about the past four months. Just hit them up. Get them to send us free shit. We'll check it out. If it's any good, we'll we'll tell people to go and get it. If it's shit, we'll tell people not to go and get it. If anything, we're honest. I'm not going to push something that I wouldn't really No, exactly. That's, they send us the shit. If we like it, we say, hey, guys, go and check this out. If we don't like it, we say, guys, don't bother. It's shit. Okay. <laughs> Should I just message, message them back and say, in future, just, you know, contact the Twitter? <laughs> yeah, just contact our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> That's heard, where the mercenary works. Have you works. heard from Yuri? Because I sent him an email address months ago, or a weeks ago. I don't know. I haven't logged in. I can't log in because it sends a verification code to your phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do it with my new device, it's like, oh, no, you need to verify. My phone buzzes and I'm like, oh, Rooney's trying to log in again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we need to. Well, I need to sort that out. But another another email address. Um, um, yeah. So so we're going to move on to this film. We can't prevaricate anymore. Everybody knows what it is because obviously they saw uh, the title of this episode. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> no more musicals. No more musicals. <laughs> I, I I admit it unless this. unless they make a film version of like the Black Parade. <laughs> I don't. I, I did off mark guys before we started today I did say I hadn't seen this film in years I remembered enjoying watching it when I saw it but I had forgotten just how musical this musical is like as you pointed out earlier for the first 15 minutes of the film there's no spoken word it's all musical <laughs> um, and I generally don't like musicals I hate musicals there we go so uh, yeah I hope you guys enjoy this last dip in the musical film pool there are uh... There's a long list of reasons that I found myself single. <laughs> On that list is my hatred of musicals. Okay, fair enough. I mean, that is no, that's not understandable. I was going to say that's understandable, but it's not because I hate musicals. Yeah, but like it'd be like me dating you and hating pirates. Like, yeah, hating pirates. <laughs> or me being like, come watch the football with me, come watch the football with me, and then eventually getting sick of you being like, I don't like football. <laughs> fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. fucking hate musicals. Yep. And I made him watch one, guys, so you better one, enjoy this. This is like the third one we've done on I made podcast. him watch one this week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody enjoy this. Right. I have, once again, I have more trivia than I do notes. So uh, I've got just over a page of notes. Yeah, I don't Normally have any notes at all. At least six pages. Yeah, I thought I had a lot more than I actually did. So, Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Released 21st of December 2007 in the US and, yeah. tw- and the 25th of January in the UK. That makes sense because that was around the time that we had our cinema cards, right? Yes. And we used to go every Sunday night because I remember having seen this once before at yeah. the cinema. I've seen and it a couple of times. I saw it at the cinema it. and I, I've seen it on like DVD or something since with Amy. <laughs> I'm walking out of the cinema thinking, oh, I will never watch that no, again. I'll never watch that again. <laughs> you fool. Um, directed, as if I even need to say, by Tim Burton. <coughs> oh, yeah. Based on... Well, fucking Johnny Depp and Head on the Bottom Carmel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's based on Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street stage show by Stephen Sondheim and Hugh Wheeler, which is itself based on the 1973 play of the same name by Christopher Bond. Okay, so originally there was a play, and then someone took the play, wrote some songs for it. Yeah. 
and it became a musical. I mean, technically, there's another stage like... prior to that that I'll cover later. I would but... love to see the play. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. This whole thing. I, I would love Tim, Mer- Tim Burton to make the play version of this film. <laughs> so that we could have uh, a musical play based on a film, based on a stage show, based on a play. Yeah. <laughs> based on a uh, uh, Penny Dreadful novel. Um, but I'll get to that in a bit. Had a budget of 50 million US dollars, which is far less than I thought. Yeah, considering, actually, I mean, considering, considering Ghost Rider how, and things like that. Well, considering how good this film looks. Yes. I thought they probably had more than 50 They years. They did a lot with a relatively small budget, um, well, especially we, considering the names involved as well. A lot of it seems like it's one soundstage. Yeah. But then there's other bits where you can clearly see that they've green screened it. It's, it's CG. Yeah, they don't try and hide the animated and no. CG sections of it. It's it's part of, I was going to say charm, but I know you wouldn't agree with my use of that no, word. No. But it's part of the film's charm is that yeah. they're like, this bit is fake. Yeah, This is not real. This is a very stylized depiction yeah. of what we want because that that's the whole atmosphere they're going for. Uh, box office, 153.4 million US dollars. So I made, what, 103.4. Not bad. Not bad at not all. Not bad at all. Starring... Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, Alan Rickman, Timothy Spall, Sasha Baron Cohen, and Laura Michelle Kelly. And what's his name? Anthony Stewarthead. Yes. <laughs> I knew you'd point that out. Yeah, yeah he very briefly appears. <laughs> I was like, hopefully he comes back. He'll get... No, he doesn't come back. <laughs> uh, music by Stephen Sondheim, uh, who obviously was one of the uh, writer duo for yeah. the stage show. Uh, now, composer Stephen Sondheim, uh, notoriously protective of his stage works, long resisted offers to film the, the stage show version. Oh, okay. When Tim Burton expressed interest, however, Sondheim relented uh, when pleased with Burton's vision for the project and on the condition that the composer would maintain casting approval. Oh. Uh, Burton would only agree to direct with Johnny Depp in the lead. And though Sondheim feared Depp's vocals would be too, and I quote, rock-oriented... The composer approved the actor after a vocal audition. To approve the casting of Helena Bonham Carter and to combat any rumour of nepotism, because obviously Carton and Burton, well, they were together at the time. Um, The actress sent Sondheim no less than 12 audition tapes of her singing. Very impressed with her vocals, Sondheim immediately approved the actress. In his 2010 book about his career as a songwriter called Finishing the Hat, Sondheim states that this is the only ad- adaptation of one of his works for the screen of which he approves. Oh. And that's probably because he basically reserved yeah. final approval for himself, which, yeah, I suppose if it's, if it's your work and people want to do it, you can impo- Im- impose these kinds of restrictions. Oh, of Alan Moore needs to learn from... I wish Anne Rice had learned this. Yeah. We wouldn't have had the travesty that is uh, Queen, of the Queen of the Damned. Um. Helena Bonham Carter rehearsed her songs while practicing baking techniques in order to perfect perfect the quick syncopated rhythm of the music. Interesting. Uh, Tim Burton insisted that the film be bloody, as he felt stage versions of the play, cut, which cut back on the bloodshed, robbed it of its power. Yeah. And this film, he definitely got the blood. Oh. <laughs> it, it because of all the songs, you needed to push that side of it. Yes. Otherwise, it could. Definitely come off as 
far less horrific. Yeah, it'd be far too twee. I think yeah. with just the music. Uh, I think I have a note about the blood actually later on. Uh, for his audition, Sasha Baron Cohen sang the entire score of Fiddler on the Roof <laughs> for <laughs> director Tim Burton to prove that he could do it. Yeah. Um, uh, in some of the scenes where Sweeney opens his razor very quickly, it's a mechanical razor. Oh, okay. There was a button Johnny Depp would press to have the razor open, which he hides with his finger. Depp personally requested the prop department design this razor for him as he had difficulty handling the real razors. Mm. Which, I mean, they weren't sharp, obviously, but that's yeah. yeah, it's one of those skills that people these there days is, just don't have. There's a shot of him. He's got one and he's singing the song and then he brings the second one up. Yeah. And it flicks up and yes. it's like... I saw it and I was like, there's no way. That's there's no way, way he managed that, no. no. Uh, when filming began, there was to be an inclusion of the spirits of Sweeney Todd's victims, including Anthony Head <laughs> and oh. Sir Christopher Lee, yeah. who would sing the ballad of Sweeney Todd, its reprises and the epilogue. These songs were recorded but eventually cut since Tim Burton felt that the songs were too theatrical for the film. And that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, Lee's appearance was completely cut from the film. But uh, Head still has an uncredited one-line cameo after the competition. Oh, after the competition, Head's character asked Todd if he has a business of his own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't realise that was uncredited. Oh, me neither. Yeah, and I also didn't realise until I was doing this that so Christopher Lee was going to be in yeah. this film. It's like, God damn! <laughs> I mean, fancy getting someone like Sir Christopher Lee in to your film you and then just going, actually, no, I'm just going to cut his scenes yeah. out. It's like... What? Are you insane? Yeah, man, I've been Tim Burns. Try something. This film was an hour and 56 minutes long. Good point, yeah. But it's it's based on the musical. The musical's gone fucking ever. Yeah, I know. In 2007, there was definitely a, a studio <laughs> opinion that, like, two hours is maximum. Yeah, that's true. No one's going to sit for a three-hour film. You know, ten oh, years later, gonna, like, Endgame just breaks the just fucking breaks the, <laughs> Broke the world. Yeah. Um, to prepare for his role, Johnny Depp had recorded demo tapes of himself in West Hollywood, working with old friend and music producer Bruce Whitkin to shape his own vocals without a voice coach. He also practised singing the musical while filming Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, which was also released in 2007. Oh, okay. So I can just imagine him, like, between takes, dressed as fucking uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> I will have my vengeance! Flicking about imaginal, imaginary straight razors. Like, as we found out recently, there's been certain periods in Johnny Depp's life where he's not made the best decisions. The best decisions, yeah. 2007 was one of them. Right? Was one of them, yes. Yeah. This, this and Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> terrible. I knew you were going to say choices. that. <laughs> I like Pirates of the Caribbean and I like this. <laughs> I'd rather watch um, no Ghost Rider on a loop than <laughs> ever sit through this again. <laughs> And you have Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End to look forward to this summer. Is that the third one? That's the third one, yeah. okay. And we're not covering any of the others because they're shit. Um, (laughs) Shitter. (laughs) Ooh. To prepare for the role of Adolfo Pirelli, Sasha Baron Cohen hired his personal barber as a consultant on shaving techniques and took up to 16 hours to learn how to handle a razor himself. Oh, that's... Uh, you got to give someone props when they actually go away. Well, they're going to go away and actually learn how yeah. to use that thing that I know doing. there's probably a perspective from the outside world that these people get paid millions to turn up for a couple of months and then just swan <clears> off. <throat> and some of them do. Some of them do. But there are other occasions like this and when you've talked before about Arnie and how he did like extensive... The, all the extra bits they do, yeah. Stuff. All the so, training they do to look yeah. like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I mean, they get paid very, very well for it. So not too many props, but some props. But some props. Should be sent their way. Uh, Jane Wisner, who played Joanna. Oh, I, yeah. She was actually 19 years old at the time of filming. Okay. Filmmakers refused her initially because they thought Wisner was too mature for, for, for portraying the 15-year-old Joanna. The actress sent some pictures of herself without makeup, and they then immediately cast her. Oh, okay. I'm assuming she was clothed, and they yeah. weren't like nude pictures yeah, it of her. Makes me feel better about her, saying where she's got like the cleavage. Terrible. Yeah. She is a small girl, yeah. especially when she was 19. But they are some big boobies. Well, I think there's. Some I mean, there's some there's fashion trickery with the the, the, the bustier yeah. thing and all that. Yeah. Um, at least some of the pies in the film were actually edible. Some of them were made of fibre, others were made of rubber. The pies at the beginning of the film were edible, and according to Edward Sanders, who played Toby, yeah. um, even though they looked gross, they actually tasted pretty good. Okay. Yeah, they yeah, were nice. actually real pies, a part of it. It did make me want a pie by the end of this film. Did it really? What that says about me, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. I came out of this with a real hankering for pie. <laughs> the last thing I wanted was a pie at the end of this film. <laughs> pie and a haircut. <laughs> Um, the character of Sweeney Todd first appeared as the villain in the Penny Dreadful series, The String of Pearls, okay. which ran from 1846 to 1847, which first told the story of the demon barber of Fleet Street and his baker accomplice, Mrs. Lovett, okay. which is obviously what the play was based on, which is what the stage show was based on, which is what this musical film is based on. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have a negative opinion of this film, right? <laughs> But that's not really based on the film. No. It's based on my negative opinion of musicals. You did say this earlier. Yeah, I think so, before we start recording. This, you're not going to get the same kind of savage review that I gave Ghost Rider. <laughs> because, or, you know, there's, anything else you didn't like. Yeah, technically nothing really wrong with this film. No. It's just not something that I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. Right? So I didn't enjoy it. When I savaged... Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> there are reasons for that. It wasn't just my dislike. It was, you know, the 45-minute set pieces that didn't move the narrative <laughs> along. Ghost Rider, it was just the poor fucking decisions made by everybody because there's a good by, film. By there. all involved. Here, it's not the only real negative thing I've got. I might have a couple of negative notes, but <laughs> my only real negativity comes from my dislike of musicals. Yeah. My dislike of... Just, I don't understand why people can't fucking sing all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see a non-musical version. Oh, absolutely! Of this. I would like to see some, the play. I'd have loved to have seen the the this cast doing a non-musical version yeah. of this. I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen now because time has moved on <laughs> since then. Um, and Johnny Depp, much as I love him, looks like uh, oh. part of a, <laughs> of a Colombian drug cartel yeah, these he days. Doesn't look too good. No. Um, him and his jar of cocaine. Him and his, he's got a jar of coke. He's got a jar of coke. <laughs> Have you seen that video? Yeah. It's amazing. He's just like giggles. He's like, just oh, <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> Do you think you can find reprintings of the old Penny Dreadfuls from the 1800s? I don't know. Probably. I would like to read some of them. So would I. Um, they'd be pretty fucking awful because they were written back in like the 19th century. There would be a certain amount of translation oh, from, yeah. from, you know, colloquialisms at the time. But, yeah, probably. That's, I, I don't know if this has ever been written as a novel. I would imagine it has. Oh, yeah. Like a straight-up retelling of the story rather than like a bizarre 
re-imaging of it sort of thing. A bizarre Tim Burtonized. A bizarre Tim Burtonized version of it that takes place in an early Gotham City, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> right, how much? Uh, I've still, yeah, I've still got some left. Okay. Uh, where was it? That was the thing. Depp. Johnny Depp is the only American in the cast. Okay, yeah. That, which kind of... It makes sense. Yeah. Um, this film had been in development for over 25 years before it reached this particular incarnation. At that point in time, hundreds of actors were either considered or attached to the project to play the role of Sweeney Todd, including but not limited to, okay. brace yourself, ladies and gentlemen, William Hurt, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfus, Gene Hackman, Robert Redford, Jack Nicholson, Steve Martin, Tim Curry, Kevin Klein, Warren Beatty. I know I normally like to go through and you read them out and I say, yeah, I know, but that list is <laughs> That's an obscene. I mean, some of them. And I don't know Steve how, Martin? I don't know how many of them can even sing. So. Yeah. Some of them I look at it and I'm like, just just no. Just straight yeah. up, no. Like Harrison Ford, no. No. Yeah, we know he can't sing. I love Harrison Ford. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. this is not fair. Especially two thousand. Well, I mean, that could have been 20 years ago, I suppose. Which doesn't matter different where Harrison it is. Ford, it's but still not Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah, I look at some of these. William Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Martin, no. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could see that. Uh, Robert Redford. No. <laughs> Gene Hackman. Even 20 years ago, Gene yeah. Hackman. Was no. In his 70s. Yeah, exactly. He's like a million years old. I think you'd instantly get a different tone of film with any other actor other than Johnny Depp. Oh, God. I mean, that's the thing. This this was before actually Tim Burton, let me, obviously. Yeah, let, let me rephrase that. Any other version of this film without Johnny Depp and Tim Burton is a completely different tone it's, and a oh completely God, yeah. different film altogether. Yeah. So, in that respect, some of these people could definitely have worked. Yes, yeah. But in the respect of either you take Tim Burton out and try and put another director in there to work with Johnny Depp, uh, you may get something, but you're not getting this. You yeah, take yeah. Johnny Depp out and put someone else in there to work with Tim Burton, again, you're getting... You're getting something, but yeah, you're, you're not, not getting, getting this. Yeah. So, them two together... Is the only way you're getting this film. Yeah. yeah. Um, at one point during that 25 years, Sam Mendes was attached to direct with Russell Crowe in the title role. That would have been a very different yeah. film. Like, unrecognisably different. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe's just fighting his way around. It would, just, it would literally he'd be using them as fucking knuckle dusters. Yeah. That's how he shaves. <laughs> to strap them to his knuckles and punches the hair off your face. <laughs> um, some countries such as Japan, Australia, New Zealand, Norway, and Sweden, classified the film 15+. plus. Okay, because of all the blood. Well, most countries, such as UK, India, Singapore, South Korea, Israel, Russia, and Taiwan, classified the film 18+. plus. That was an 18. Yes. Uh, it makes it the first Tim Burton film to be for adults only. Unless you watch it in France, where the film is only a 12+. plus. Yeah, fair. it's like... Grab your bottle of wine, go sit down and watch the film. You're 12 now. It's You're 12 fine. now, you are a man. Yeah. You can learn how to use a straight razor to kill an yeah. Italian pig dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the body count, 12 people and three bugs. Oh, yeah, he, he does kill a few bugs, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, well, uh, what's her name? Kills most of them. You know how I normally watch films twice? Yes. Let me guess. You didn't watch this one twice. I got 15 minutes into watching it last night. <laughs> I was like, 
There's no way I was sitting through this twice. I, do, I don't <laughs> so blame I'd... you. I couldn't have watched it twice, and I, I quite enjoy this film. It, instead of, I could have rewound it last night and then started making my notes, but instead I just switched it off. And... <laughs> <laughs> went back to it this morning I just couldn't do it I was 15 minutes in I was like there's no way I'm sitting through that is that's understandable yeah we've still got 12 minutes to fill I think we can do that even with our limited notes yeah right. so my, my, I've got a positive one to start with though okay I have several positive notes so. I like the credit sequence visually and musically yes I've tried let me have a quick look. I've tried to keep fuck my life guys he's got his, his notebook is is A5 and he has a page and a third of notes. Literally, I can count them. He's got like a eight, nine notes. That's it. And the majority of them are, are quite um, <laughs> either neutral or positive. Awesome. I mean, I guess we should be thankful for small mercies. I do like the credit sequence, though. When it started, I was like, ooh, ooh this I mean, is... That, the pipe music, pipe it, organ going at it. It's just it's Sin City to me. Like, yes. It had that Sin City feel that I loved. So... That, I was into that. Right right from the very start, right from the opening of the credits, this scream, this film just screams Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, it, it, you could have transposed that. If you put the fucking bat signal oh, in yeah. there, it's Tim Burton's Batman. That opening sequence, yeah. it's like, yeah, this is just old Gotham. I'm not going to lie. I take the songs out, right? Replace them with a few lines of dialogue. Yeah. I'm probably going to enjoy this film. Yeah. It's probably going to get at least double the score I'm giving it. <laughs> oh, God, I hadn't even thought of a score. Shit. Um, there's a hole in the world like a great black pit, and the vermin of the world inhabit it. There's no place like Reggie's penis. <laughs> Except for Rooney's arm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there oh. we go. We're fucking to, we I should have... be in a band, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit... That opening scene where they're sailing into London. Yeah. Fucking love it. Yes. Even with the song. <laughs> I can take that one first song. That's fine. I I forgot that it basically opens with a musical number and he comes up and starts singing, I've been around the world. And I'm like, oh God, yeah. Reggie must be fucking raging, right? I, I can just picture you. I pictured your face just, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I had the same... <laughs> You sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh, Johnny Depp, it's on, it's on point for what's uh-huh. going on in the world at the moment." I'm into this, and then about an hour later, I was like, "I remember a couple of songs, but I don't remember too many." Yeah, and then it's just... I didn't remember this. I I thought there was like half a dozen songs. Um, I like the dark, foreboding aesthetic of London when they first arrive. Mm, Again, it's, it's Tim Burton. It's oh yeah. That, that, where they're sailing in and you see them on the docks, it's got some very strong interview with the vampire oh, yeah. vibes yeah. to it. Um, and the grey filter clearly had to put in some overtime oh, on this yeah, one because yeah. it's like everything has got varying shades of grey layered over the top. I'm not sure if they did it on, just on the camera or whether they put it in in post. But <laughs> Visually, this film looks so good. Yes. Again. The songs are. I love the the the, the stylized set dressing. Yeah, it actually reminds me of uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, I do because it's so. got that that there are all these little set pieces. Yeah, which are kind of like <coughs> a little snippet of it, and again, it's all very heavily stylized, yeah. and it all takes like you said earlier. You get, get the impression it took place across oh, sound one sound stage, yeah. and they just decorated each bit. There's no real outdoor parts or anything. No. Um, and it's, it's, it's nice. It's got that nice, it, very thematically strong throughout. 
I think because of that. Oh yeah, there's, there was definitely a, a visual one of a better word vision yeah, going into yeah. the film to like it's gonna look like this and it's gonna look like that the whole way through it. It's gonna the tone of the music's gonna match yes. the visual and overall like that, you can't fault Tim Burton. He does it on every single film. Yeah. He, like, he creates he doesn't atmosphere, just make a film, he creates a world. He creates atmosphere, he creates tone, he creates that Tim Burton thing. Yes. And the minute you know Tim Burton's involved, you know more than likely, unless he's remaking Planet of the Apes, you're getting that. And then you go into it and expecting that. Yeah. Right? And that is a corner card, or that is a something for him to hang his hat on. There is a Tim Burton style. Yeah, very style. much so. And I particularly love it in this. Like, I do, there are parts of this film that are truly redeeming to me. And the Tim Burtonness <laughs> of it goes hand in hand with, like, the Victorian London. It goes hand in yes. hand with the idea that of, like, the up the storyline, basically. It's just, and I guess that might be another reason I'm so angry at it, <laughs> is because you took the songs out. I'd really enjoy this film. Yes, yeah, I get that. So much about it. Not like now, but more so like for other parts of my life where I've been <laughs> uh, like just a raging fucking goth. I would have been all over it, do you know what I mean? It, Ooh, again, which is why I'm a, we're, <laughs> we're both yawning today. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realise I was tired. I thought I'd had enough sleep, but apparently um, not. Yay, Alan Rickman is another positive note. Yeah, everyone loves a bit of Alan Rickman. Um and I'm telling you, those pussycats is quick. Yeah. <laughs> when she starts singing that, I had to pause because I was laughing and I was like, I had the subtitles yeah. up on the screen. So I was trying to follow it, looking for interesting, uh, like, lyrics lyrics and stuff like that. Because um, a lot of it is quite quick. It's very quick. Yeah. And it's very, it, there, there, there's a lot going on at the time. Um, there's a couple bits where I had to stop, jump back by a few seconds to track what I'd actually, yeah. you know, what was actually being said because you're trying to follow the action on screen at the same time. This um, is another positive for this film. Even if you're not paying attention to the lyrics of the songs, the storyline is still there. Yes. You may not get the intricacies. Yeah. You may not get the depth. You may not truly understand the motivations of all the characters, but you could watch it on mute and still know. I think even if you don't the hear the if you don't hear the lyrics, there's a lot to be said for the delivery yeah. of the actors yeah. on it because yeah, that's true. The, the meaning and the feeling behind it comes across, even if you're not tracking the words. Yeah. Uh, particularly with, uh, right at the very start, when uh, Sweeney Todd is singing on the ship. Yeah. Even if you don't understand the words, there's a lot of feeling, a lot of yeah. disgust injected into sort of like a dozen words there. Yeah. You don't even need to follow. You you know he fucking hates this place and thinks yeah. it's shit. Um, and there's, there's a lot of that throughout this where you, you don't perhaps catch all the words, but the meaning is expressed clear enough. And yeah. when there are important parts of, of world building or storytelling in the songs, they either repeat they them several times. Or they show them visually at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they make it very clear for those. And it's like, ah, these are the key bits you need to yeah. take from this song, which is quite good. And clearly, what's his name? Oh, Stephen Sondheim has been doing this for some time oh, because yeah. he knows he knows how to do that. Uh, my next note just says this film is entirely watchable when I'm singing. Um, <laughs> does Helena Bottom Carter ever play a role that doesn't require her to have wild hair? I think 
not only does she just style her own hair, she does her own makeup, and that's just all her wardrobe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Did you see she's got a company now that makes uh, animal tails? Well, like butt plug animals. No, not tails. butt plug ones, just like fake animal tails for people. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're all like carbon neutral and vegan friendly or some bullshit. But yeah, she basically owns a company now that, that makes if it's not animal tails. Attached to a butt plug, what really is the point of it? For those weird uh, furry people. Roxanne's uh, probably a uh, subscriber to their newsletter. Uh, wow, Giles showed up. Um, Jesus, right, we go. slow down. Right. You, you only have like nine notes. Timothy Tim, is a really good one. We can actually probably dig into a bit. Timothy Spall does a great job of playing the, the despicable Beetle Bamford. Where is my note on that? Uh, Beetle Bamford makes my skin crawl. Yes. Shout out to Timothy Spall for doing such a marvellous job of making him revolting. He's perfect, right? He is spot on. Yeah. And by all accounts I've seen, Timothy Spall is such a nice guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays just the most vile character. Just, just the moment he does anything, yeah. you just feel... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Which is marvellous. Alan Rickman's 50 50 for me. Like, whenever I look at him, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, you're the voice of God. So, <laughs> most people, they see him falling off of Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, Harry but... <laughs> or Snape. Snape, or, yeah. But I'm like, oh, you're the Metatron. <laughs> um, and I find it really hard to, to buy that he's evil sometimes, <laughs> even when he's Snape. But the only time I ever buy him as truly evil is Hans Gruber, but he looks a lot younger and talks with a German accent. <laughs> but most of the time, I'm like, kind of like, oh, it's Adam Rickman, the Metatron. Timothy Spall, being his right hand man and being so despicable, yeah. goes a long way to sell to sell that him. character. Yeah. And obviously, that in there's parts in the film when they really like when he's actually being a judge and he sentences the kid to hang <laughs> they do a lot to, to like reinforce to reinforce evil. that he's yeah. evil but the thing that really reinforces it for me is timothy spall is, is beetle bamford yeah. being his little slimy toady yeah, yeah. He's really good at that um if you think the man sat in your living room is the husband of the poor dead girl perhaps don't sing out all the grisly details of her demise to him yeah. i mean seriously mrs lovett <laughs> read the room love um, Judge Turpin, for all his many faults, is a snappy dresser. I don't know if you're going to say that. Yeah, I, I have another I, note on the fashion point, in here. Yeah, I was going to say at some point. Okay, how could I not? This is this is this is my era. Victorian fashion. Um, I love the distorted reflections that they use in the razor's blade, especially yes. when he first when he's first reunited with them. Um, because to me, the whole film is not only a distorted reflection of London at the time, yeah. which it obviously is a very stylized vision of it. Um, but I like to think that the whole film is the story seen through Sweeney Todd's eyes. Oh, of he's, course, yeah. He's a broken, shattered man. Yeah. And I like to think that everything he we're seeing is what he's seeing. It's his interpretation yeah. of the world, which is why it's so stylized and dark and fucking musical. Yeah. <laughs> because that's why his brain is interpreting it. There's, talking about reflections, there's a beautiful scene... Um, I think it's when they first decide to go into business with each other and they're singing, but they're in the pie shop. Oh, and yeah. Out. It's my favourite song in the, in and the film. And they're going through all the different people on the street trying to decide which Try one's going to taste yeah. best. But there's a shot where it cuts back and you see them two looking out the window, but you also see all the people walking along the yeah. street reflected in, in the shot. Yeah. 
and I've got, I mean, I've got a line here that says uh, there are some interesting and visually striking shots in the film, mm. which is another positive, by the way. <laughs> it's exceedingly but well that's shot. That's one of my favourites. Yeah, it's you watching them, watch other people, whilst you see them, and it's all reflected. And I'm kind of sat there watching it, like, under how long it took them. To get those shots. To get that shot. A lot of them. It can't be easy to get reflections and to get it so it looks as crisp as you see. It looks looks seamless as well. A lot of the the shots that they have um, very heavily influenced by stage work. Yeah. Because a lot of them are, you know, like we said earlier, the set is is a, a stage set. There are some visually entertaining moments in the film that big shots there's yeah. one you see the kid from the boat from the beginning he's walking down the street singing some bullshit but i feel you joanna it starts and you see like a like a church or something in the background and it pans down to the yes. empty street at night and he's walking on his own towards yeah there. it's just fucking gorgeous the way it's shot right but then there are other bits, like when um, Sweeney Todd first turns up at the pie shop and she's singing the pie song. Yeah. And he's literally just sat there. He's literally there. just like a sack of potatoes. And she's singing, but she's kind of like fiddling with pies and stuff. But I watched that scene and I'm like, that is basically, you could be watching them from this girl stage. Yeah. She's behind the counter singing a song. He's, He's just watching. sat there off to the side. And Neither it's like, one of them is doing anything visually interesting no. at all during the scene. And it's like that part came directly you from get, a you, play. You get a lot of a lot of it is musical. So. Yeah, a lot of it is shot like it's on a stage. Yeah. And then, like you said, you get other scenes like that which really stand out and become all the more sumptuous because, because of the sparsity of it. On, yeah. yeah, if you've got. Lord of the Rings, for instance, you know, lots of sweeping, beautiful landscape shots. Yeah. But by the time you get to the end of the trilogy, you've seen dozens of them yeah. back to back almost. So they, they lose their impact. Yeah. In You're this like, film, you have oh, a bare wow, handful look. of them. Hills. Oh, look. Oh, big, nice big field. This beautiful. is a big mountain. I oh. think even that one, <laughs> the, the shot I'm talking about where the one little kid's walking down the street mm. probably comes from the stage show. Like, it would be very, very easy to just turn all the lights off, have him yeah. under a spotlight, and then maybe, a, like, the silhouette of of yeah. the London in the background, and he just walks slowly towards the front of the stage. So even that could come directly from the stage, but it's been reinterpreted. They give it that little bit of film screen, magic yeah. to it, because they can do that, and you can't do that on a stage. And I, I do love the greys and the blacks and the very yeah little colour used. So when the blood does show up, it's a lot like, again, a lot like Sin City. Yes. When blood is there, it's the only thing coloured, really, like bright. Yeah. In Sin City, it's the only colour. In this, it's the only bright There aren't many colour. bright colours in this. No, even like when they're, they're wearing shades of grey or if there is colour in their clothes, it's muted. Yeah. It's brown. Even and oranges. what's his name? Pirelli's outfit, which yeah. is blue silk. Is it's still quite muted. Navy blue. It's, yeah. it's still yeah, it's still being filtered quite heavily. Um Yes, sir. You gandered. 
I like that scene because he invites him in and you know there's this sense of menace yes. and this sinister undertone. But he, <laughs> like, Anthony just goes in and he's so, like, naive. How he made it as a fucking stater, I don't know. Yeah. But he's so naive and innocent that he's like, oh, this is marvellous. I'm going to go in there and we're going to meet and it'll be wonderful. And then, obviously, like, uh, Alan Rickman, uh, Judge Turpin, yeah. is he's just kind of... He does that weird, creepy bit when he's talking about all the concubines and what have you and yeah. the pictures he has. And he just, like that. And it just becomes super sinister and threatening. And then obviously mate, he gets beaten up and kicked out the door. Yeah. But it's like, it's a wonderful scene because you know, and you're like, no, no, no. don't go in there. Don't do it. Run away. So um, do you think Josh Turpin, mm. the name, was in that original Penny Dreadful? I think, think so. Was, I think most of the names are taken that- from it. Come from the legend of Dick Turpin. I don't know. I assumed it because was just it is because it sounded a bit like Turnip. I was going to say, like when you hear the name <laughs> Turpin, you do think of yeah. Dick Turpin, the the famous highwayman, yeah. yeah, who was would have been. Years or I was just prior like, were people paying homage to other people by giving characters names, <laughs> naming characters after them back in the eighteen hundreds? Probably, or yes. is that more of a modern day thing? I think they were back then, yeah. yeah. I don't know if this is one of them, but... It could be. Um, <laughs> you've got your favourite phrase, ah, Italian. Oh, <laughs> um, Bribing minors with alcohol, I'm sure parenting was way easier back then. Oh, yeah, just get, have a tot of gin, mate. Yeah. Oh, they used to give us it in the workhouse. And then you yeah. see again, just passed out yeah. with a bottle. <laughs> She's like, we need more gin. <laughs> yeah. Drinks like a sailor. <laughs> um, I really want a straight razor. Though I'd probably do myself a damage. Yeah. And Amy won't let me get one because... In case you'll the, do yourself a damage. Same reason she won't let me get a chainsaw. Okay. So I was so annoyed when fucking Warren posted yeah. the other day he was playing with a chainsaw in his back garden. I'm like... I mean, he wasn't playing. He was doing the proper gardening yeah, work. Because he's but not I'm a like, bitch that gets told what he can and can't do by his, his, his significant other. And this is why you're single. <laughs> it's give and take. Yeah, but no one tells me what to do. So... <laughs> Yeah, you're going to rock up to your house tomorrow with a chainsaw. I can just imagine your mum letting you get away with that. Chainsaw in one hand, straight, straight razor in the other. other. And she, Reginald, you are not coming in my house with them. Oh, sorry, mum. <laughs> I, I just do it when she's away. <laughs> That's just as bad, okay, if you have to hide it. <laughs> to be fair, she's like, I'm free to do whatever I want if, if I kill myself. It's your own bloody fault. There's there's a massive power on my life if I die. <laughs> and her na- name's on it, so... I, oh, okay. I've got no one else's name's a part of it. I love the moment Pirelli drops his Italian yes, accent. Yes, when he turns up and he's like, oh, Mr. Pirelli's like, oh, I can't remember what his real name is. Collins. Yeah. David Collins, when it's, not, when it's not business. And there's something, like, sinister. Yeah. Like, from the minute the... Accent goes. It becomes it, it becomes less of a joke character and yeah. suddenly becomes like he becomes sinister. sinister. Yeah, because you're like, oh, okay, there must be a reason that you know, aside from the obvious reason of like, oh, I'm Italian. Oh, I'm Italian. I share with a pop. Yeah. Nope, it wasn't a pop. Yeah. <laughs> and that being like exotic and people like, oh, he's got a magical oh, elixir. Look from, at him. Yeah. It's from Italy. It smells like piss. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole part of the song when I start, it's piss. It looks like piss. It smells like, like piss. piss. This is piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, but so the second he drops the Italian thing and he he's got that Cockney accent, that very old. That a lot they, I will give them that as well. Like they all get that V 
Victorian British yeah. accent down. It's not just a British accent, but it's like a... It's that Vic- all right, governor. All right, governor. Yeah, the way that America all thinks we talk. Yeah. Yeah. The very Victorian London. But yeah, <laughs> as soon as he, he starts embodying that, you're like... Your mind starts putting two and two together. Yeah. He instantly becomes way more sinister. He becomes a, a threat rather than just yeah. a, an idiot. Um, and his death is the, uh, up until then, the closest, well, the only violence we've seen is Anthony. Yeah. Taking a bit of a kick in from uh, Beetle Bamford. Oh, um, Peretti kicks the shit out of his little boy. Oh, yeah. Takes but that's, that's all. That's, that's, all, that's just Victorian That's just Britain. Victorian Britain. Yeah. You know, that's just what happened. It's all, that's all kind of low key yeah. violence. The build-up to Pirelli's death, well, Pirelli's death is yeah. the first proper Real. full-on violence. Yeah. And it is it is like, bah! it kind of comes out of nowhere. You get a few seconds of that manic build-up. Yeah. And then he bludgeons him to death with a boiling hot kettle. Yeah. And you're like, the fuck? <laughs> and the, the, you know, it, it immediately justifies that 18 certificate because no. it, it's oh, yeah. not just violence. It's, it's excessive violence. The film definitely takes a turn there as well. It also, stops being this... Like, it's quite broody up until then, isn't it? It's quite a brooding sort of... It is brooding, but at the same time, like, the melodies in the songs mm. are, like, playful yes. melodies. Yeah. There's playful songs, like the whole part of the song with a the piss. There's a certain kind of otherworldly tone yeah. of playful within the brooding. yeah. The minute he murders him, all that playfulness goes... It brings it right down to earth, doesn't it? Goes out the window and suddenly you're like, oh, no. Oh, this is a film about murder, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Also, having an 18-rated musical is just weird to me. Yeah. It's not like... It's not even sexual. It's it's an 18-rated musical that's got that 18 because of the excessive violence and murder. (laughs) I've only seen two musicals I actually enjoyed. Oh, actually, that's a lie. That's a... Yeah, that's a lie. (laughs) I enjoyed West Side Story on Broadway. I enjoyed Phantom of the Opera. But the two that I really, really like that I would definitely go and see again, the only two, I saw this one called Eugenius with Warwick Davis in. Mm. But that was all about comic books and stuff. So obviously I was predisposed <clears throat> to like that. Um, but then I saw one on off-Broadway in New York called, oh, what was it called? Puppets, basically. Oh, it's puppets. <laughs> it was all puppets. I think it was called Avenue Q, it was called. Oh, uh, okay, yes. I and heard it's of all that. puppets. And the songs are just there's one song called uh The Internet is for Porn. <laughs> Look it up because it's I think I've seen it. A yes. really good song. But all the songs are basically along those lines. It's adults, it's swearing puppets. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of an 18 musical is one where they go out of their way. Yeah, to be offensive. To be, well, no. Like South Park. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, South Park, the movie. But it's, we're going to go over the top with yeah the what the songs are about and the way we're going to talk about the stuff using swear words and stuff because we're making an adult yeah. musical. Most musicals are for the family. Yeah. So unless this is kind of straddles the line between because the dialogue in that is all it's all family friendly yeah. there's no it's real swearing in it but it's the, the extreme violence that pops up from time to time so in america this would be family friendly only in this country 
we're watching it like, oh, that's a bit violent for that's kids. Very much, yeah, but America, you know, they get shot when they go to school. So I suppose <laughs> seeing someone get their throat cut on, on TV in a musical is tame. Those scenes, when he's, or oh, whatever song, it, bullshit song it is, he's singing when he's just murking motherfuckers. Like <laughs> yeah. But those scenes where he's just it's brutal. Just, yeah, it really is. And it's so casual. Yeah. It's just a random guy off the street getting, getting a shave and he's just like, yep, cut, cut, cut. And it's like, whoa. There's something, like, we talked about this when we talked about metal and their lack of melodies. Everything is, yeah. And it's, there's, a real lack of melody. If these songs were more metal, mm. lacking melodies, lacking some of the playful, there's playful yeah. bits of music in it. If it was more straightforward to the point, even metal, it wouldn't, the violence probably wouldn't stand out as so brutal. No, it, because would be, it would be more of the it whole. Would fit yeah. with the whole tone. Here, you've got melodies, you've got playful bits of music, and then you've got him singing about something, and then just... He's singing a song about how he loves his missing daughter, yeah. uh, doing an off, off-camera off duet with yeah. uh, Anthony, who's yeah. singing about her, and how much he loves her, while he's just there, slashing motherfuckers open with a, with a straight razor, and it's like... They're juxtaposition between the music and then what you're seeing. Yeah. It's it, it makes the whole thing very jarring, which yeah. is kind of the point of it, it. For, for that at least. Um, there isn't a single edible looking pie in this. <laughs> I think that's why I wanted <laughs> yeah, a pie. A pie afterwards because I, I we went to <coughs> Northwood Market oh, yeah, the other yeah, week, yeah. and they have a pie mash stall over there. Oh, really? And I finally I, we we got something to eat. The other two won't eat pie no, mash, of course, because they're weird. Um, I was like, all right, fine. I won't get that for lunch. We'll go somewhere else. So we've got like fucking burgers and chips or some bullshit. Um, but I was like, before we go home, I'm getting I'm something, getting something to take out. And I did. And it was fucking amazing. Was it really? It was really good. Oh, and they were co- literally cooking the pies there yeah. behind the counter where they were serving. And we got the last batch. Oh. They brought out like a, like two dozen yeah. on a tray. And they were like, right, that's it. Once that is, we're, we're out. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Fuck me, oh, yeah. Man. Like three hours later, when I sat down to eat that pie, I bet. Mwah! <laughs> oh, I haven't had pie mash in so long. Oh, it's so Which good. Which is madness, considering we used to go and eat it every single week. I know. Without foul. There's one. Um, there's another one nearby. There's the one over in the Abbey, obviously. Yeah. Which I went to about six months ago. I think because Big Smithy's constantly on about yeah. pie mash, and I think he posted something a while ago. So there's a new one. There is in it's, Harlow. Or... It's not in Harlow. It's somewhere nearby. It's only about 10, 15 minutes away. Last time I had a match, we went... Do you remember where we used to rehearse in Stortford? No, yeah, down in, in the Sorbo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, down by the Mortons. There was a place there, and it was all it decked was, out yes. like 1940s, like like you, you're right in the middle of the fucking World, <laughs> World War II. And I had some there, and it was really nice, but we're talking like yeah. probably 10 years ago. Tony's over in Wolfham Abbey is really yeah. nice. And they're, they're kind of a celebrity place now. Yeah. Old Davy Beckham goes there and posts oh, pictures really? with the staff and everything. Yeah, he, he posted a thing the other day, which they shared on Instagram. He sent a menial out to pick him up double pie mash and liquor. Yeah. And then like took a picture of him eating it and tagged them in it sort of thing like and shared that. it on his Instagram. Oh yeah, they get they get quite a few people over there. And they are, they are really good to be fair. When they used to live uh, near Pishabri. Mm. Apparently, they used to go to the Toby Carvery all the time. 
Yes, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I know someone who was working there, and he's like, "Yeah, you should, you should have seen the tips we all got." And I was like, oh, "Good on him." I mean, yeah. If you're gonna go slum it with the like, <laughs> like people in Harlow, and and you're gonna give people like we're talking really good yeah. tips, then good on you, John. Not good boy. Um, where did I get? To? Oh, the masses of fake blood have some real uh, Romero vibes. Yes. Because when you when it comes out, it doesn't look like blood. No. It looks like poster paint, yeah. just like something from one of Romero's zombie yeah, movies. Oh, it's like it's massively over the top. There are huge amounts of it. The color is garish. Maybe it's that that stops it being as brutal as it could be. Like it yeah. is brutal, but the minute you see that blood, you're like, oh yes, it's fine. Yeah. It, it kind fine. of reels it in a little bit. Uh, I've only got one last note, and it says there's no way Joanna looks like a lad, even dressed as one. Even dressed as one. God, no. There's no way you'd be fooled by that. No, and he's like, come here, lad. And I'm like, that's your fucking daughter. That's your daughter. (laughs) She's 15. She doesn't look like a boy. Um, Nice to see the justice system hasn't changed when uh, Judge Turpin is condemning the child for his wanton and repetitive criminality. And Judge Turpin found the only clean window in London to look at his unshaven visage. Yeah. Uh, Do you think if people started getting sentenced to hanging again, <laughs> crime would be reduced in this country? The population would be reduced. Yeah. <laughs> It'd have to be like murder, rape. Uh, Breaking lockdown rules. Being a paedophile. Just saying. Just oh, putting that out there. Oh, yeah, because Boris will be gone, obviously. 150 right. of them, apparently. If murder, rape, murder, sexual assault, and paedophilia were all suddenly made hanging offences, yeah. you think we'd have less people in prison? Than, well, obviously, we'd have less, people, we'd have less people in prison. Do you think less <laughs> murders, rapes, <laughs> and paedophilia will be committed? Probably not. Or do you think people would just... That's why That's why it was phased out, because it's proven not to be find uh, new ways. a viable deterrent. Yeah. yeah. And you have to balance that against... You might only have one in 200 people that are hung that actually turns out to be innocent. Yeah. Is, you know, how do Personally, you balance that? I've, I'd rather be hung than spend the rest of my life in a cell. That yeah, would drive me mad. Probably me too. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd want the easy way out. Uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd want the easy way out. I can understand why they wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, by Mrs. Lovett's logic, you're insane if you kill a man for no reason, but fine and dandy if he tries to blackmail <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Or you put him in a pie. Or Yeah, I mean, you know, why waste it? Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll probably appreciate this. Did you, hang on. I'm, I'm, I may have missed it. I may be making this up. But at some point in this film, does she say that her original pie's were made of cats. No. Her someone Mrs. Mooney's pies were made oh, of cats. Okay. She couldn't catch them, hence the line that then pussycats is quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that that unrecognizable grey yeah. goop supposed to be meat that she yeah, that fills her pies with. Fucking does, doesn't it? Um uh, I've I've eaten some rank foods before, but that just My food should be grey. No. <laughs> it's just if it's grey, just don't put it in your Bage. face. We're fine. Yeah, right. but everything's you know, beige. Yeah. Everything in your diet. <laughs> everything beige. in my diet is beige. Last night, <laughs> last night, because we spent all day out in the garden yeah. and everyone was doing barbecues. I was like, oh, I really want to do a barbecue, but I ain't got anything. So I was like, right, let's raid the freezer to see what we got. I had sausages, a whole pack of thick cut smoked bacon, 
um, a, a, a hoisin and duck burger, which basically turned into cardboard the moment I put it on there. Oh, okay. So I, that wasn't edible. Um, but I basically cooked all this all this stuff up. Sausage and, uh, and bacon. So basically sausages and bacon in a pit of bread because we've got pit of bread. Oh, sounds good to me. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. And it's like the, the bacon was crisp and lovely. Like oh, the yeah. edges were crisp. The middle bits were still chewy. And I was like, oh. I don't know what I'm having for dinner tonight because I don't think I've got any food because I basically threw it all on the barbecue yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> We're guessing. Say <laughs> uh, Musicals confuse me. Right. Do the people realise they're singing? Do they realise that other people are singing? What about all the background characters? And they see people prancing around singing. Do they realise they're singing? Do they realise they're being sung about? Yeah. I just Because this film kind of plays the with time, the rules as well. The only time I've ever seen it kind of um what's the word i'm looking for um <laughs> the only time i've ever seen anything where people have been like oh it's weird that people were singing yeah is in the buffy musical episode which <laughs> again i was forced to watch eighty-seven thousand times but in that they're like this is weird right it was like we're in a musical but we're not in a musical but in the time in, within the narrative, it's because there was a magic trick that went wrong, and everyone suddenly became part of the musical <laughs> against their will. So people were singing what they would normally yeah. be talking about, and they kind of talk about it and they ad- address it. That's the last yeah, one. address it. They yeah. address it in that. But aside from that, I've never seen it addressed in any. No, because in some of them, people recognise it and they just treat it as if normal, as if it's a conversation. Yeah. They do that a couple of times in this. Yeah. Someone responds in conversation to something that someone sung at them. Yeah. But they, it, it baffles my brain. Yeah. I've been in musicals before and I still don't understand how they work. Yeah, I just, I don't want to know. <laughs> at this point in my life, I've got this far about nine. I, I don't ever want to watch a musical ever again in my entire <laughs> life. What, when we, what about when we cover Team America? <laughs> we're not covering Team America. I was going to say I didn't like it the first time I watched it. I'm not. No, we're not. We're not covering that. I even uh, we my, have standards on this podcast. And this is probably going to. I'm going to catch a lot of shit when this comes out on Wednesday. But in my lifetime, everybody I've ever known that liked Team America is a bit of a prick. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking of people that I've worked with in the past. Yeah, Team America, fuck yeah. And I'm like, no, fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) You are a cunt. I love the people that didn't get the point of it. Yeah. And it's just, how do you even live? Um... (laughs) Oh, that reminds me, I need to take something back. At some point in the last couple of months, I may have sat on here and said, all Mini Cooper drivers are cunts. (laughs) And then I kind of went back to work and realised that many, many nice people I work with drive Mini Coopers. Oh. So I'd like to take it back and just say this one old boss I had when I worked with a racist, <laughs> she was a cunt. It's almost like... she's the one I was thinking it's about. It's almost like you shouldn't make broad, <laughs> sweeping statements. You know, you thought you would, you'd have thought you would have learned from me not to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking of one person in particular. Yes, I gather... <laughs> ignoring all the very lovely people I work with I was going to say I know lots of people that drive Mini Coopers but I don't want to rain on your parade there's one park right outside your house right? 
There is, yeah, from the neighbours up the road. Oh, I, we like them as well. I pulled up right behind it, bumped up the curb, pulled up right behind it, parked right outside your house, and I was like, uh, what if they want to get out and go somewhere in the next, like, Too three bad. hours? They're, they're blocked it. in. So I, I reversed, and I was like, I can't really park here because I'm now half blocking your house and half blocking your neighbours. And I Oh, well, that one that's out the front. Oh, God, yeah, no, park up there. I don't know who the fuck that is. Oh, okay. So I looked to my left and just saw this lovely parking space, that actual legit parking space. On the corner? Yeah, so I remember. Yeah, I left I that open because yeah. I was like, when we went out earlier, I came back and I was like, I could park. no, I won't park there because then Reggie will have somewhere yeah. to park when he comes around. I parked there and as I got out and I was standing on your, on your steps waiting for you to open the door, someone drove down, I think they were expecting it to be empty. Yeah. <laughs> drove down, stopped, reversed. Into the little cold deck and drive off. Yeah, looking at that a lot. I yeah. do that a lot. Um, everyone's clothes in this film need a damn good wash. Yeah, it there annoys are, me. There are some good-looking clothes in this film. I'll yes. give you this. And there are some people that would look dapper as fuck. Yeah, if their clothes had just been washed. It's like uh, I, I love a lot of styles yeah. from this period, as as we well know. As we know. Uh, and even though I know it's all part of the characterization of the characters, because oh, yeah. even Judge Turpin. Who is is wealthy and yeah. would have servants clean? His clothes are all slightly grubby because yeah. it it is it's part of the characterization of the whole world, but it still pisses me off. Fair enough. <laughs> Especially since right, a lot of the background characters, their clothes are clean yeah. and well presented. It's just to slow the slight show the slightly grubby characterizations yeah. of the people we're following. Um, you know full well, right? If you jumped in Trump's time machine and you went back to this period of time, not one person would be clean. Oh, the rich people would, but everyone else was all slightly grubby because they were wearing the same clothes for yeah. weeks on end in what was horrendously filthy conditions. Um, at the end of Todd's song about vengeance, when Mrs. Lovett says, well, that's all very well, but what are we going to do about him? Yeah. Referring, obviously, to the dead Pirelli in the trunk. Reminds me of me waiting for you to finish one of your <laughs> excited, like, right, what we'll do is, yeah. and then we, uh, yeah, asking a, a sensible question. That kind of shoots it all down because you hadn't thought of it and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's pull the curtain back. Nine times out of ten, I have already thought of it. <laughs> I just ignore it in order to then... Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, would you eat a people pie? No. Really? A, like a, a pie le- made of a person? No. Not like one of Mrs. Lovett's ones, but a pie containing no. person. Really? I'm not no. a fucking cannibal. I mean, neither am I, but only because it's illegal. I... I barely even really eat that much meat in Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. You asked Dow. Yeah, he'd he'd, he'd agree with me. I would. I'd eat a a person, to be honest. Right. What's the context? What's the context? (laughs) It's legal. They've been humanely killed because we finally raided Whitehall. I go home. It's made of a Tory. (laughs) I go home. My mum says, look what I found when I was shopping the other day. People pies. That's what we're having for dinner. Yeah. No. Okay. Right? Wait, so there is a context in which you would. The world goes to shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. We have to survive. Apocalypse. Oh, God. Obviously, it goes without saying. Someone manages to find find enough ingredients to make pastry. (laughs) <laughs> not any not other enough. yeah they can't find any grey sludge to yeah, put in there yeah. as meat and the only thing they can make is a people pie and that's all I've got chances are I'm eating it okay so by choice you wouldn't no I would just just for the record I totally would guys 
Yeah, there's not much part of people that you wouldn't put in your mouth, is there? We, if you're listening to this, I'd probably eat you. Yeah. Given half a chance. I definitely eat Will. You can leave that part in. I can leave that part in. Awesome. I wouldn't eat Will. He's, I bet he's all he's scrawny, he's scrawny no, and stringy and a bit no chewy and horrible. Yeah, You'd no. have to cook him for like 15, 16 hours on low. Yeah. Just to get tender. Just to get to tenderise that. Yeah, no. Fuck horrible. it, I'd eat Roxanne. <laughs> we'll eat Roxanne. She's a cow. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, she's a panda, isn't she? Oh, yeah. I don't want to eat a panda. I'd eat a panda as well. They're endangered. <laughs> I'm not eating humans. <laughs> The song about the pies is my favourite song in the film. We spoke about that <laughs> earlier when they were in the pie shop. Um, Todd must go through a lot of white shirts, given the way everyone seems to have a high-pressure pump in their throats. And it's just, he does it, and it's just... Yeah. And it's spraying all over him, yet he still keeps wearing a white shirt. Mm. Wear a red one, mate. God, come on. Uh, Anthony, the sailor. Yes. Just goes wandering aimlessly around London to find Joanna. Yeah. Useless boy. Oh, just you thinking, like, in real-world Victorian brand, he'd be murdered within 10 minutes. He'd be murked, yeah. In fact, I, I have issues. <laughs> in today's London, he'd In today's London, murdered. he'd be murked. Nah, he'd be roped into a stage show. Yeah. Um, I have issues with... I just don't like the character of Anthony at all. No, I mean, yeah, he sees a pretty girl in a window, immediately decides he's, he's going to kidnap one. her. He just, like, chances are... He travelled the entire world in that ship and never went to Amsterdam. He never went to. He never got laid. But we're we're, we're supposed to believe that he is he is a virginal, you know, naive sailor, which is bullshit. Because um, even if he was taken on a ship's boy or something, he'd have got buggered. Yeah. So course. he's not the the pure innocent soul we're we're, we're 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 led to believe he is. He then decides he's going to kidnap this pretty girl, despite being beaten and threatened with death by her carer, who is a powerful and evidently corrupt judge, who has his minion beat him up. Um, And then immediately goes running to a man that we are informed he only met some weeks ago on the ship and decides to ask him to get involved in this kidnapping. And then just when that girl goes missing, he just goes bimbling around London, singing a sad song about how much he loves this girl he's never even spoken to. I just... What's a knob, yeah. basically? <laughs> He's just a bit of a knob, couldn't, and I don't like him. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. Joanna deserves much better. She deserves me. She deserves uh, a far Hang older on. man. Is she 19 in the film? Uh, she's supposed to be 15 in the film. She doesn't deserve me. She doesn't deserve you. She's got to wait four years. <laughs> yeah. Four years from now, she deserves you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sweeney Todd on the beach is me on the beach. <laughs> That is absolutely, you can ask Amy, that is absolutely me on the beach. Um, I can't help but feel a bit sorry for Mrs. Lovett with her doomed infatuation with Sweeney Todd. Oh, absolutely. Which obviously comes back and bites her in the arse at the end. How many real-life women have gone through the same with Johnny Depp? You're going to say with you then? (laughs) Oh, how many real-life women have gone through the same with me? Oh, pity their souls. With my good pheromones that I'm giving out these days. All of them are all through the town centre. They're all just lusting after me. Smells like a fish market. <laughs> he loves it when I do impressions, guys. No Especially comment, of him. <laughs> um, for a horrifying moment in this film. Yeah. Obviously, I've, I've seen this film a couple times before. But not for a long time. And I thought they were going to murder poor little Todd. Yes. I was like, oh, God, they're going to murder him and put him in a pie. No! Because he's like... One of the only likable characters yeah. in the film. 
And yeah, he is genuinely mm, innocent. innocent. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh God, he sang a song about how he was going to protect her from the evil Mr. Todd. And now they're going to kill him. But yeah. fortunately, hashtag spoiler alert, they don't. No. Um, <laughs> this one, this one, I had to go and do a bit of research on it because right. I was like, that's, that's saying something. I'm just not getting it. My secret is a touch of ambergris. That's Beetle Bamford. Yeah. Talking to Sweeney Todd about his, uh, Aftershave. Right. According to Wikipedia, ambergris is produced in the digestive tract of sperm whales and has, and I quote, a marine fecal odour. So it smells like fishy shit. So he walks around smelling of fishy shit. <laughs> Just let that soak in for a moment. Uh, um... I was like, that's clearly a reference. In some, that, that's, uh, that's something I'm not getting. And when yeah, I went away and looked up yeah. ambergris, I was like... Oh, so that's what it is. That's why he says that exotic aroma. So he looks like fishy shit. He acts like fishy shit. And it's now been confirmed that he smells, he smells like, like fishy, fishy shit. shit. I was just like, wow, that is something else. There couldn't be two worse smells in the world than fish or shit. Yep. Just that unique merging of the... Yeah. Um, Judge Turpin's murder yeah. is, and I've written this in italics, brutal. Yeah. I mean, he totally had yeah, it coming. He is the villain of the entire Oh, film. very much so, yeah. Um, and we see a lot of people get murdered in this film. Yeah. And then we pointed out Pirelli's one earlier for, for the frenzied nature of the attack. But this one, being stabbed in the neck with the blunt end of a straight razor yeah. repeatedly, it's just like... And then he doesn't die immediately either. Even after falling down the shaft, yeah. it's just like... Whew, that was that was nasty. Yeah, it couldn't have happened to a better person. I mean, he, yeah, he yeah. definitely earned that. Um, You're like, I, I've got no notes for this film, and then we've just been here for like four We hours have been here for quite some time, but that's anyway. my last note now. Okay. Um, I love the shot of Todd's eyes as he looks into the oven. I mean, that whole sequence where he's dancing oh, with yeah. Mrs. Lovett and then throws her in the oven, uh, screaming, really living it, slings her in the oven, and she immediately combusts because, I don't know, she's wearing paraffin as perfume or something. Um but the, the the reflection of the flames yeah. in his eyes, it works on a lot of levels. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Because obviously it gives him, it plays into the whole demon barber thing with that demonic flames in the yeah. eyes thing. Uh, but it also, to me at least, represents the fact that him and most of the people we meet in this film are damned oh, by their oh, actions. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. all, you know, if, if you believe in that sort of thing, they're all going straight yeah, to hell for what they've done. Hell. And it's like, yeah, it's a really nice shot, just the, yeah. through the little, like, peephole or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what you call it on a furnace. Window. Window. Yeah, there you go. Through a secret window in the furnace. That's another Johnny Depp reference. If you can't, I score for this one. <laughs> it's just worth noting, I did want to watch Secret Window. Or the, I wanted to watch The Libertine, which is obviously it's another Johnny, De- Johnny Depp one. Yeah, I wanted to find if it was streaming somewhere. Oh, okay. It's not. But now now you've just reminded me, you have the DVD. Yeah. I will find another way of watching it. Um, and we can cover that in a, in, in a month or so. Okay. Because, yeah, that's a, that's a completely different... I can't say ever seen that film. It's a really good film. All right. Um, and it's Johnny Depp not doing Johnny Depp. Is it Johnny Depp? It's it's proper actor Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. exciting. Yeah. He does a couple of films where he's he, he's not <laughs> he, he doesn't quirk he yeah. doesn't just doesn't do no quirky quirks. that and Secret Window the two that stand out to me um, where he's like a 
serious actor playing a serious role. Okay. Um, and the Libertine is awesome. So do you have a score? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. You know, You're just gonna come out. Throw this it? out there. I'm giving it a four. Oh my goodness! Yikes! I feel bad. Like four <laughs> is my genuine <laughs> score. Like, like I do. Don't think I can give it more than the four. But at the same time, there's a part of me that thinks this is a seven or eight, <laughs> and I. But for anybody else, this would be a seven or an eight. Yeah. But because I don't like musicals. Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting a seven from me. Really? Yeah. Eleven. Take it. Sweeney Todd's bottom. That puts it at the bottom of the scoreboard. Sorry. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> this is it was not supposed to go like this. Oh Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> There's plenty of your films that are up there near the top. Everyone makes a crap one. <laughs> well, um, like you said, it's not even a crap film, it's no, just because it's a musical. Yeah, my my dislike of this film comes from the musical aspect. Um, so I think this demonstrates that even even at this point, you know, into our third year of doing this, we are still learning because we have now learned don't cover musicals because even good ones get shit scores. Um, no. What was the Joss Whedon one? I gave that a good score. Oh, uh, Doug Horrible. Yeah, I gave that a good score. Yeah, true. Based on the fact it was about 40 minutes long. Yes, I mean, that, uh, that definitely helped. This one is nearly two hours long. That, that got a good score. What was the other one we did when I was singing? Have we done another musical? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was another. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. I, I gave that a good score. Yeah. There was something else. I don't think we've done another musical. I think so. But the, um, I guess the other two can be written off. One's got puppets in it and one's 40 minutes long this is the first time i had to sit and watch this is, yeah this is basically a, a serious musical a, a, a recording of a musical stage show yeah, we're effectively doing, i want to give a film less than four points so we're going to do lame is next week what <laughs> i've never even seen that no i mean oh, okay I just, <laughs> I just know it's a musical it was the first musical i could think of that we, turn into a film. We, we need to give something lower than this, so we'll we'll cover Pitch Perfect next week. <laughs> and Amy will just be up here banging on the door. Yeah. No, it's brilliant! Really? Yeah, oh, God, she loves them. Well, she fucking loves Pitch Perfect. Oh, I love Anna Hendricks, but... <laughs> Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, sorry. I don't know her name, clearly. She is pretty hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> find what you love, believe in it, positive things will happen. And uh, remember, don't eat pies.